crap. They're evil. They're signs of evil. Alex can out evil, so. That's like saying you can out-act the paper bag. Dead now. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again. The world famous. Yeah, that are hatched from the dead roots. I buy that for a dollar. Those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm the worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Lazar, what's up, dude? Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. The legendary Mark McKenna. Welcome to the show. Yay. Yay. That's that's the best we can do, Mark. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome welcome to the show. Roundtable show. If you could draw anything for Big 2, man, what would your dream project be? I would love to draw She-Hulk right here on PSN. All right, everybody, welcome to the Roundtable Show right here live on PSN Radio. This is Sunday night, 8.30, it's 8 p.m. Eastern, and uh, hopefully you guys are sitting down and ready for a rocking good show. We have Zod Ryder on the table tonight and Johnny Alpha as well as myself, the Jackal. Welcome, guys, to the uh, Roundtable Show Sunday night, and how are you guys doing tonight? Awesome. Pretty good, pretty good. Just kicking back, happy to be back on the air. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been off the air, so to speak, but uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Johnny's been busy getting these uh, this week, haven't you, Johnny? Yeah, I've been a uh, bit a busy. Bunch of stuff in there. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it's a slow week, so I found a couple, like, small stories. I was hoping, like, that might pad the time a little bit. <laughs> Good job. Good job. We're going to talk about a few things, plus we have a uh, top ten list, which uh, Johnny also uh, came up with a topic. We haven't done that in a minute. It's been actually, a, what? few months has we done a, a good top 10 list yeah i think i think we haven't really done one since last year i think the no, best and worst films we, really i think it was really? the best and worst films of 2015 was the last list i remember compiling wow yeah it's been that long huh it's been a while <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a good one this week. We got 10 ways we want to see the DCEU fixed. And uh, there's uh, 10 ways that I came up with. It took me about 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I I had mine right on the tip of my brain. You know what I mean? It just flowed. Yeah. I mean, I I've only right got I've only got uh, I've only got one change on my list because I'm pretty much in support of just about everything that they're doing. So Yeah, you like the uh DCEU. I like the current DCEU. I you think couldn't they... think of nine other, like, even little... No, I thought things. of one thing I'd like them to change, but other than that, I'm in, like I said, I'm in support of the uh, DCU. so... Let me guess it has something to do with the Suicide Squad. Yeah. The yeah. only good movie that they've put out, so... It, well, look, I, I'm with Zod on that one. It was not really a good movie. Yeah. A watchable, entertaining film. It's it's made. better. Look, it's a better movie than uh, BVS. I'll give you that. I don't much. know. I've seen. I don't know. I've seen fan films that are better than Suicide Squad. Not to mention the Triple X version of Suicide Squad, which is a thousand times better. But I'm going to take your word on that one for that one. Well, they Just... did have a better actor for Rick Flag. Kind of like how the BVS had a better Superman Ooh. than. Um, yeah, kind of like how the BVS porno had a better Superman than. Um, the actual BVS, no, but no, yeah. I think they're pretty close. <laughs> acting ability, though, the super, the Superman, I think it's yeah. 
No, pretty... the porn guy. The porn guy had Henry Cavill completely beat because this guy, the porno guy, could actually show expression on his face besides just looking constipated yeah, all the time. He actually, and I will give, I will give you this much on on that for that guy. He definitely has the Superman look down. I mean, definitely. Oh, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna qualify you on that because I saw more of that man than I ever wanted to see. <laughs> I'm not gonna be like he looks like Superman. The suit and the, you know, the like you said, the expressions. He he, he got him down. He, he it's a good job. I wish they would have just made a straight up, you know, parody film rather than you know do you know make a triple X. I mean, I think if you actually gave them a story and let them do a do a little movie, it could probably be really good. So, at least I'm looking at still images part. of uh, I'm looking at still images and, and I don't want to get too uh, in depth or graphic uh, with what I'm looking at here because it's on Google. Uh, and uh, there's some graphic pictures in there, but um, I don't see the uh, whole Superman look uh, like you're seeing others on. I don't know. I just don't see it. Maybe I haven't seen his Man of Steel, and that's the problem. I don't know. <laughs> For real, you yeah. Uh, yeah, they did. They did a Man of Steel, and then they did uh, a Batman v Superman. They did Superman versus Spider-Man. They did a couple different ones, and they, they used the same Superman for all of them, which is cool. There's one image in particular that has Wonder Woman in between Batman and Superman, and uh, let's just say yeah, that, that... That happens. Yeah, that happens. That happens. I'm sure it does. <laughs> She's, looks like Wonder Woman's having a good time. I just, uh, I'll just leave it at that. Leave it at that, folks. Now, we uh, have a lot to talk about. Uh, we do have uh, some Superman-related news. Uh, have you guys checked out the footage of the uh, guy playing Superman on Supergirl? Or as the poster likes to say, Superman is coming in Supergirl. Yeah, he's coming... In Supergirl, it's, yeah. it's uh, it's the man's from Kansas, all right. It's from a Kansas. desperate, it's a desperate move on the part of the uh, creative team for Supergirl to bring Superman into the show. I mean, I, I kind of feel like, I mean, Superman is a big enough character. Might as well just give him his own series then and phase Supergirl out of it completely. I, I, I don't get it. Well, and here's the thing. It, it, show. Yeah, but here, here's the thing. Um, the supposedly, from what I hear, it's only uh, like two episodes, maybe three, and uh, he's going to be appearing on other uh, DC related shows like The Flash, Arrow. So he's just he's Legends just TV's, He's going to be TV's Superman now, basically. That's according right. to the rumor, yeah. Which it, again, uh, it boggles the mind. Uh, why didn't it just get like Tom Welling to come back? But you know, begs the question, really. Like, they needed to get a really short, skinny guy to play him. I mean, that's how people. Uh-huh. Well, they, I, well, again, you know, you gotta you can gotta consider Smallville its own separate continuity, which I kind of feel like if they're gonna do if they if they go by that, then they by all rights they should still be able to, able to give us a Smallville movie then, since it's a different right. continuity. I mean. You know. Or at least give Justin Hartley a new CW superhero show. I haven't seen that guy since Smallville. He's probably one of my favorite superhero He was a great actors. Arrow. I definitely he was, liked yeah. him as the yeah. Arrow character, for real. I mean, that was awesome. But Yeah, um, I mean, like, bring him back and give him, like, a Booster Gold show or something, you know? Like, you know, speaking, mm. of, speaking of Arrow, I don't know about this, that. this is kind of off-topic, off but it's in my mind now, so I'm going to ask you guys. Did you see uh, the... the, the uh, Netflix movie arc with uh, Robbie ML, Stephen ML's cousin. The guy looks exactly like his cousin him, or his brother. But it's his cousin, and he kind of and he looks almost almost exactly like him. But some people are comparing him to like Christian Bale, like a young Christian Bale. But I see him more as just like a younger brother to Stephen, which is making me think that there was some incest going on in that family. I I, I don't know. When I look at him, he looks like he's 
like a brother. What, what show is he on on Netflix? Oh, I mean, movie, I it's a movie. It's a, it's a Netflix original movie. It's called Ark. And I wanted to know if you guys seen it. It has like a similar plot to like uh, to Gro- Groundhog Day, and then that Tom Cruise movie where like time is like, you know, he keeps Edge of tomorrow time lo- time loop. Yeah, but it's it's you know a sim a very similar concept, but it's a very well done movie. Like overall, like it's totally from beginning to end. I mean, it keeps it keeps you watching, and it ne- it never gets boring or anything. It's really good. And you know, I was hoping you guys you guys had a chance to see it. No, I haven't seen that yet. But uh, isn't Robbie Amell also part of the uh, Flash in some form? I remember him being on there, right? He, he was on there. He was Iris's boyfriend. I think his name was ah. Eddie. But I, I don't remember him looking too much like Stephen. But he was blonde on that show, so oh, maybe yeah. that. And, and th- if you see him in this, he looks. And, and I, I can kind of, I can kind of get the young Christian Bale comparisons too, you know. I, you know, when you look at the, when you look at the movie, but yeah, definitely check it out. Arc. It's a, which it's a, young Christian Bale are we talking about? Are we talking like Empire of the Sun? Right, are we talking right, right. Newsies? Are we talking American Psycho? Because he's talking had a, a couple different. Yeah, he's had a couple different looks. Different looks. Talking a short, uh, short shaved head, young Christian Bale. So, um, Terminator Salvation, Christian Bale, because that's the only time I remember him with a shaved head. Skinny um, Christian Bale or buffed Christian Bale, like you know which he's, one? He's kind of buffed. I mean, he actually has a he actually almost has like yeah, a he, Batman look. He's Stephen Amell's cousin. He probably has to do that damn workout that he basically forces everybody he knows to do. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that he's probably pretty buff. Man, this conversation yeah, has gone definitely the wrong a direction. good movie though. I, I I recommend it to you guys. It's <laughs> It's 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 surprising being a you know a Netflix original film. Oh, dude, and, Netflix makes good Netflix movies. I have a lot of good stuff. So at least they're horror stuff because I've been getting more into um, horror lately. And again, and I've been watching a lot of the Netflix original stuff like um, Last Shift and um, Bound by Vengeance, and those are some of the better horror films I've seen in a long time. So like at least they're getting that right so maybe i'll check out some of their more dramatic or action films yeah definitely check out arc though it's good sci-fi i was kind of hoping that it was like a pilot to a tv show but they they say it's not it's a, it's a movie it's a standalone movie apparently but maybe it'll get a sequel or a series who knows what netflix it's hard to tell you know they now with up- uh Oh no! With uh, okay. Superman joining uh, Supergirl's TV show, um, they are going to show supposedly LexCorp. Are you, uh, have they cast or announced uh, anybody who's going to play Lex on the show? Michael, no, is he going to be? That'd be awesome. Be Lex? <laughs> I thought it was be Lex's sister, not Lex running. Lex yeah, because it's all about girl power on the show. They'll probably get Miss um, Tess Mercer or whatever her name is to be up. Oh, well, yeah, like no, the all, like, yeah, like the yeah, all female yeah, Lost Boys movie that they're doing. You know? Oh I mean, God, they're doing that. Was, really? was Lisa McCarthy? All female. All female. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not even kidding. All female cast. All female cast. Lost Boys. Like they didn't learn from Ghostbusters. Yeah, man. Paul Feig writing it, directing it. He directed that I shit. I don't know, but <laughs> what's that? Uh, the, the Black Lady Jones. She's gonna be in that. Leslie Jones. Yeah, she's Leslie gonna play Depp. Corey Hames' part. <laughs> <laughs> she's a frog sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, we're going to hell in a handbasket. Great stuff. We just triggered everybody on Tumblr right now, so we're yeah, pretty much. Good. A lot of hate mail coming our way. Ah uh, man, it's kind of messed up what's happened to, to her though with the uh, like the entire backlash that she's received after uh, Ghostbusters. 
I do feel really bad for her. I mean, it's a movie. It was a paycheck. Leave her alone. Yeah, dude. I don't understand why why people go after the actors. I mean, come on, man. Actors got to eat just like everybody else. I mean, please. Not and all she did is all she did is play the Winston Zedmore character, like how Winston Zedmore was supposed to be. She's the cynical African American character in the movie. She didn't do anything that was out of the realm of what was supposed to be expected of her. So this whole racial attack that happened to her and her being um, what's it called doxed, and them releasing nude photos and all of her personal shit that that's just. It was just a bad movie. You don't do that to somebody just because they were in a piece of shit. I mean. Where's Henry Cavill's docs? Come on, people. Actually, that guy dropped immediately after Man of Steel. He got docs? Missed, you, you missed it. Yeah, you missed it, bro. Like, yeah, tons and tons of picture came out with him and some dude who they claimed was his boyfriend. That kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That was Gina Carano. Like, she looks like a man, but, like, she's like... No, no. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. I like that. But no, actually, uh, some guy named Spears or something, Rob Spears. I don't even remember his name. But anyway, uh, supposedly that's uh, that was his boyfriend for a while. That's uh, the rumor. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's Superman. He can to- he can tolerate all that. It's so. Okay. Well, I'm not going to ever think of him as Superman. But even if he does, <laughs> I don't care. It's not important. It has nothing to do with him being a horrible actor. I mean, like it's. I mean, but see, but that's what I where I look at it, like. These are the actors. These are the actors that they pick to be in these movies. It's a paycheck. I, I don't think actors should ever be blamed for anything other than their performances. If their performances, so are then bad, why why do people blame uh, you know Hayden Christensen so badly for Anakin? Well, here's the thing. Well, hey, I great. blame Hayden Christensen is a bad wooden actor, but. No, it didn't I'm not help I'm, that George Lucas doesn't know how to direct him either. I mean, that's or that's George Lucas wrong. directed it exactly the way he wanted to because this is exactly in his mind how he felt Anakin acted back in that period of time. <laughs> I think it's okay to make fun of him as a bad actor. I would not justify him being doxxed or publicly shamed and stuff because he took a bad job and he's a bad actor. But you know, but I I will call him on it. I mean, like I don't think that that's out of the realm of acceptability. I think that taking it the extra mile of trying to ruin his entire life over it, you know, is... With uh, Jones, though, one thing that she did, which I think pissed off a lot of people, was was that uh, at first, I mean, at least from what I saw myself on Twitter and stuff, some of the, uh, the backlash that she was getting, was because at first a lot of fans came kind of to her defense, saying, why is the only African-American character in the movie some, you know, person that works in some train station, and why couldn't she be a scientist? And then she came out, like, you know, attacking people on Twitter, and that's when things really got ugly for him in the turn on. Like, you, you don't turn on the people that are trying to, like, say, wait a second, you should be better in the movie than what they wrote for you. Like, your character should be more uplifting, should be a better character. You know, you don't get mad at those people and just attack them. Say, no, you don't understand the director's a great guy. Innocent. Like, you should, you know, at some point, I think, you know, just stay quiet. You know, well, that's see, really at, what happened at, with at her. That time, she didn't stay quiet about it. At that time, it was before, like, this kind of shit hit the fan. And at that point, it was anybody that had anything negative to say, just tell them that, oh, you're just being insensitive and the creator's got an incredible imagination and you just don't get it. And she um, basically pulled that tactic at the wrong time because they weren't told to ever go with mm-hmm. anything besides that specific aesthetic when it came to defending the film. Oh, no, but she got nasty, even with me. With me. On Twitter, like I sent the tweet out a, a couple times to uh, Paul Feig about yeah, how badly. Paul, yeah, but you called him some mean things. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said Paula Feig, and what? 
I said he has no dick. And what? I said it. I'm proud of it. No. Yeah, but like I ain't gonna hide it. I'm not ashamed that I that I that I tweeted that out. I'm not ashamed that I called out a guy who ruined the movie that I loved since I was a little kid. Well, I mean, I was just saying that that might be a little bit why she got a little sassy with you, bro. I mean, I, I wasn't saying you were in the wrong or anything. I mean, I, and Lord knows I've left hateful comments on videos. Exactly. But here's the thing: the comment I made to her wasn't even that mean. It was just, uh, you know, hey, you're, I, I, the comment was something along the lines like, hey, they should have you, uh, you know, be one of the scientists, you know, where it's 2016. You want diversity? That's more diverse than having you be like, you know, oh, so I'm just wise ass who, whose uncle works at a funeral home and you, you work somewhere and you're, you're the, the everyday person of the, of the movie. While well, the other three white ladies are the scientists. They're the smart ones because God forbid if they make an African American person be smart in a movie in 2016. God forbid can't have that. Somebody got to tell Paul Feig to check his privilege, goddammit. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where I was going at. And she went nasty. She's like, oh, you're just a misogynist. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't I don't care that they have female Ghostbusters. That's part of the extended Ghostbusters universe anyway in the comics and the cartoons. They've had female Ghostbusters before. That's not the point. And that's another thing. They threw the whole misogynist thing out there way too much with that movie. Everybody who said anything negative is like, oh, he's a misogynist. He just doesn't like women. Motherfucker, that came out of a woman. I love women. It has nothing to do with anything. Hey, what's my favorite movie of uh, 20, uh, 2015, guys? What was my favorite movie? Um, Easy answer. Come on. Uh, Star Wars, no, right? There you go. Right, right. What was the lead character in Star Wars The Force Awakens? Who was the lead character? Finn. Besides Finn. Poe. Be- God damn it. Besides Poe. <laughs> Follow Ray, me right, here. Uh, Follow me, Johnny. Follow me on this one. Ray, right? Ray, a girl character, a female character. Loved Ray. And yeah, the Finn is another great character. I loved Finn also. So we have a black guy and we have a, a a lady, British lady. And they're the best thing in the movie. I love those two characters. I don't get why people didn't understand that it's not that it was women. It was those particular women they picked to play that some people had a problem with because they're not funny. Oh, I mean, I like Kristen Wiig, okay. She's been funny. But she like was terrible in things, this. But oh, she was horrible in this movie. Just well, terrible. No, and you, well, you could see from the trailers and the promo pictures, she didn't even want to be in it. I've never seen anybody look so bummed out in a movie in my entire life, dude. Like, the people in Fan Stick looked more happy and natural than she did. They want to do a sequel to that crap, too, by the way, Fan Stick. Not Ghostbusters, but the, the, some of the actors are like saying, yeah, we'll be down for, for a sequel. Yeah, we'll do it. Why not? Miles, no, Miles just Teller, no, just no. I don't know. He just—I could see them redeeming Fan Four Stick in a sequel if they actually tr- gave it a half a. You know, it's kind of like Amazing Spider-Man. If they had actually made a badass sequel to that movie, like that would still be going. Garfield would still be um, Spider-Man and shit. So, like, they can try to turn Fan Four Stick around, but with the first film, it's going to take a fucking hell of a good movie to do. The thing is, when you when you have a terrible first movie, it's really hard to redeem it and make a good sequel. It's just, normally sequels are not as good as the originals to begin with. So when you start off bad, it's just not easy to, you know, make the next one great. Really Yeah, look at, look, at, look at what DC's done so far. I mean, that's walking proof of that. So, like, basically, like, if Fox wants to make a good second fan four stick, they need to just avoid Zack Snyder like the fucking plague. They need to avoid Zack Snyder and everything, like the plague. To be honest with you, just. But Zack Snyder was not the one with the, you know, the Fantastic Four man. That's. Josh Tranquilizer, the Tranquilizer yeah. as well. Yeah, not like Zack Snyder. 
But uh, Zack no, Snyder no, no, should I mean, be avoided. I, I, was, I was comparing BVS and um, Man of Steel, which was an awful film that it had a oh, okay, worse sequel, to what Fan Four Stick 2 shouldn't do, is why I brought Zack Snyder up. That's why gotcha, I mentioned that. Gotcha. Okay, I, I missed that part. I know he didn't direct the movie. Yeah, because uh, believe me, I would have had a lot more things, uh, more hateful things to say about Zack Snyder had he directed that movie. But I don't think Josh Trank's going to be working in Hollywood again after what he did after during the premiere of that film. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know who they would get. I guess Justin Lin. He's like the guy that you get when you're trying to do a sequel for something that not too many people are jazzed about. But, like, it's going to probably come out and be pretty good anyways. Like, yeah, I'd say Justin Lin would be their best bet for Fan 4 Stick 2. I don't know. Didn't he just do Star uh, Star Trek Beyond? Yeah, but that movie was incredible. Huh? I, I, it's not yeah, but if, if it flops the box it. office, you know, he's not. Here's the thing. If you're going to do uh, another uh, fantasy movie, you have to, like, go all out, man. All out. Yeah, like, you know, from director all the way down. They're going to have to make a movie as good as, like, Winter Soldier. To, like, I, I want them to just let. Let it go to Marvel and then have uh, Netflix do a series. That's what I want for Fantastic Four. I'm no, tired should, of them. I'm tired of them trying to do movies. It, it, it never works for them. If the best Fantastic Four movie was the Roger Corman one. That was the best one out of all of them, and that was made in the in the 90s for like a million. And that years. was that was garbage. So, so imagine I mean, that. It was, but yeah, but it, okay, it was garbage, but it was better than all the ones that they've made. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying, and it was garbage. So you can imagine how bad the other ones were. Oh my goodness. If they Jesus. go to Marvel, I think they should go to ABC and be on network TV. So that way, Marvel can actually have a good, family-friendly, wholesome comic book superhero show on TV. Because the Fantastic Four would be perfect for that. They're all happy, smiley. You know, they put no, on Netflix and they're yeah. trying to make another brutal ex, um, Fantastic Four movie. And Fantastic Four is brutal. I don't, know. I, I don't, I don't brutal. know if I necessarily agree with that. Netflix does some family-friendly stuff too. Not, so. Yeah, but you know what? I'm, I'm with uh, Johnny in this. One. I think Fantastic Four would actually play great for like ABC TV. See, here's the thing: some uh, properties for DC or Marvel are great for the cinematic universe. Some are just made for TV. Fantastic Four, I think, is one of those properties that is better suited for TV. You yeah. tell more stories. You can really flesh out the story arc of these characters. You don't have to rush everything in. See, the one thing with both, you know, actually with all three takes over the Fantastic Four so far has has been the origin, and the origin has always felt rushed and, you know, kind of like chopped up. I mean, it never felt like it was organically properly and told. And a TV show, you could do it organically. You right. Could do the origin in three or four episodes, and you could have, you know, you could really build off of it. And it would be great. They've got so many... They've got decades of comic book history they could draw for, from for stories. So it's, right. I mean, I don't, yeah, I, I and, can't, and, I'm, I'm just tired of them doing movies. Whether it's ABC or Netflix, yep. I don't really care. I just want to see it, see it done properly. And I think, uh, TV would be the way to go for sure. For that, yeah, I, I definitely I, agree with that. I was just yep. thinking Netflix is mostly for like the more extreme characters so far. So I would think if they they try to put it on Netflix, they would be be like the extreme Fantastic Four, and that's what Josh Trank just tried to do, and it did not work at all. I think that they do the Fantastic Four play perfect on ABC. It would actually give Marvel a good competition against stuff like um, Flash that DC has on network television. Well, the problem with that last Fantastic Four is they tried to Nolanize it. And what we realize is not everything works in a Nolan-type environment. You can't you can't do that. And Fantastic Four, as you guys have pointed out, is very happy, family-friendly, and more, you know, would have been more grounded as, you know, like a chill, like almost like a children's superhero saga. Here's, here's the thing. You're half right and you're half wrong, though, Zod Rider. 
Uh, and here's why. Yeah, they tried to Nolanize it. Yes, that doesn't really fit the Fantastic Four motif as well as, you know, say no. Batman or some other characters. But here's where you're wrong. Um, it wasn't, that wasn't the main issue because the stuff that, uh, Josh Trank shot in the movie actually was pretty good. The beginning of the movie is not bad. You can tell. The power is pretty good. Yeah, you can tell when the studio came in and started saying, oh no, we need to change this and do this and that. And they removed the director and did other things. That's when you can tell the movie went to shit. So what they need to do is find a director who's competent, knows the story that he wants to tell, knows how to get to that story, and let him go to work and do his movie. See, this is what Marvel. Why didn't they just let John, Josh Trank make his movie? That's the problem, exactly, that's that's the problem. Look, the Marvel brand has been as good as it has, the MCEU has been as good as it has, because of the simple fact that every movie has had a director like James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. They've let these directors just go to work. They, they, they tell them, all right, this is a paycheck, go make your movie. And then they incorporate that into their overall story arc of their, of their characters, and we're getting the Avengers, Infinity Wars, and all these other you know storylines mixed in together. But individual films, they allow the directors to go and make a movie. They don't. The studio's not in their face trying to change every single little detail to fit whatever they want to fit. The only thing that that kind of happened in a little bit, where things got shoehorned a little bit, but it worked, was on Civil War because at the last minute they were like, "Oh, we want to put it in Spider-Man and this and that." But the Russo brothers were like, "Oh yeah, we actually always wanted to put Spider-Man in the movie." Anyway, so the they were movie, all in for it. That man movie was really mandated, and it came out okay. Well, that was not really. See, if you look at that movie, that movie when it was in limbo for a long time because of Edgar Wright. He took forever to make that movie, yeah. and he took so long. The studio was like, "Dude, we, you know, when are you going to get to the damn movie already?" And then he was like, "Well, I don't want to make this movie part of any universe. I want to make it a standalone and not have nothing to do with the Marvel universe." And that's when Marvel was like, "No, we're trying to do a shared universe. So you need to like write the character that at least would, the story arc would be able to carry over to the shared universe." And he didn't want to do that. That's where the rift started between him and this in the studio. And the studio was absolutely right. But when they brought in the director, they they brought in he. Banged it out of the park. Why? Because the script was really good, which Edgar Wright was part of. Uh, the rewrites were really good. The cast was excellent, and they allowed the film the filmmaker to make his film. The director still had the enough input in what was going on as a filmmaker that he made the movie he wanted to make uh, according to the script they gave him with the, the rewrites that he demanded. And they said, "Okay, this is what you want to change. You're the director. Do what you want to do." The studio didn't get involved after they picked the, the, the successor to Edgar Wright. But that, that was a little bit of a different animal because Edgar Wright cost himself that job by just taking so long and then being right. such a hardhead saying, no, I don't want my movie to be part of any shared universe. I want this to be a standalone thing. That man was supposed to come out before the first Avengers movie. Correct, yeah, and he just stalled and stalled and then he's like, no, i got to do more rewrites, i got to do this, different, that, different. He literally cost himself that job. That's what right. he did. So I could not compare the two at all. I just but I, I the couldn't. thing about the problem with Trank is is he was he was pretty much fresh from art school. He he had done Chronicle, which was made for I think twelve million dollars. They take this kid that's basically made a glorified student project art film, and right. they they that, that was really good. And then they give him two hundred million dollars and tell him to make this. And then he tries to, but he from what I understand, he really got in over his head. He got lost and. He was too stubborn to ask for well, help. See, yeah, then, but no, but see, that's the story the studio wants to tell us. That you know, that's what they want us to believe happened. But that's not what he is saying happened. He's saying he was doing this movie, and all of a sudden they just came in and started like tinkering with what he was doing and, and changing things without even telling him. And that's where the rift between them started. I mean, it was, it, you, you hear his side of the story, and then you hear the studio side of the story. You know, nine times out of ten, the filmmaker is actually probably the honest one because the studio is never really going to tell you I, everything I still, that happened. I still. 
I still put a bit of stock in that they they brought him up too fast. He should probably should have made a mid grade film before jumping into trying to make a blockbuster from. Oh, I could agree with I could agree with that, but at the same, at the same time, uh, George Lucas' second movie was Star Wars. His no. first movie was American Graffiti. No, well, no, THX eleven thirty eight. Okay, his third movie was Star Wars. Which he kind of gradually, because like I think a THX he made for a couple thousand dollars, right? Right. I mean, that's, that was he had an all right. THX was very experimental. I, don't, I mean, that wasn't much of a like a regular movie. That was a weird ass movie. Have you seen THX? Yeah, they play it in Modesto all the time. I, lo- like, I love that. I love it's that. It's a movie. weird ass movie. The, man. Not the the remake, the altered version that he did later. The original, on, original, the original yeah. classic, yeah. incredible film. It's it's very it's, weird though. Yeah. Strange movie. But like, but like, like, that's what I'm saying. He made his weird little film for no money at all, and then he made a mid-level film like American Graffiti, and then he made Star Wars, which really isn't even a blockbuster either, even um, to its time. I think he no, had like, that was that, that was a no. He had ten million dollars to make that movie, which is not a lot of money now, but back then that was a lot of money. In fact, he was going over budget. I mean, the, the, at one point he, yeah, he but was that, freaking that, out still, over. It. At the time, that was still a, a low budget to medium budget. Film. Not in 1977, bro. Not in 1970. Actually, 1976. That's a, that's a pretty big budget back then. I suppose. I mean, look, I'm a lot of sure. a lot of I, I, a lot of sci-fi movies were made for like a million or two million dollars back then. He made his for ten million dollars with with very little studio backing. In fact, when he signed with Fox, Fox was like, uh, "Well, this will never really work." Uh, but you know, screw it. We'll give him a few million, and you know. We'll see what well, yeah, what happens. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. He got Fox to back him when most of the other idiots that were making right. movies like that had Roger Corman going like, "Yeah, dude, here's a couple thousand dollars, and like, you better make it for that, otherwise, right. you ain't working again." You know, you know, it's so. a good. I'll tell you this much: it's a good thing and in a blessing in disguise that he was not allowed to make Lord of the Rings or the Flash Gordon movie he wanted to make. Because just think about this: if he would have actually had been allowed to make either one of those properties, we would have never had Star Wars. Well, we kind of got yeah. We got uh-huh. lucky in a lot of ways with um, people getting turned down for making Dune and the stuff. Because, like, wasn't he uh, – he was trying to make Dune yeah, there for a while. Yeah, he was going to make Dune for a while, too. And I, I – Dune Dune went through a lot of different things. Yep. I mean, it had had a great – it had a director with a really great vision. Uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky. Yeah, he left, that's who I'm talking just, about. Yeah, he, Just he, like – just like um, George Lucas, he left from there, and he he went into graphic novels. And he wrote stuff like the Incal, based off of what he was going to do with Dune. And in a way, I mean, like it wasn't as big as Star Wars, but he came out with something that was his own and something that was just as beautiful as Dune. By did being you see the down Did you see film. the documentary for his Dune? Of course, wasn't I'm it incredible? Big... The, the the big the big book that he has with all the storyboards and all the stuff he was going to do. I wish that they would publish and release that. I'm a big Jodorowsky fan, man. I have yeah, um, awesome. I have El Topo, I have Lise in Fondo, I got a Holy Mountain, I got all of his most of his movies on. Yeah, his movies are awesome. I he's agree. insane. No, he's nuts. I could I I, I want to see his Dune just to see how actually batshit crazy he was. His graphic novels hmm. are a lot more linear narrative though, but his movies are his movies like and you I, like I, Holy Mountain. That's it's a very Holy is really film. good. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and I, I love El Topo. Right? That's <laughs> yeah, El Topo is a masterpiece, dude. No Absolutely offense about, about that. That's why I'm thinking, like, dude, this guy was gonna make Dune. I mean, like, I I want to see it, but I'm happy he got turned down because if you like his stuff, dude, you should get Incal. Like him and Mobius. Mobius, you know who Mobius is, right? Zod, the yes. 
French comic book artist. Yeah. yeah, he was good. He was working with him on Dune, and basically what they were, had planned for what they were going to do with Dune, they basically tur- tweaked and turned into this comic book series called The Ink Out. It's one of the greatest sci-fi things. Ever so grown. because Lucas got turned down for Dune, Lord of the Rings, and Flash Gordon, he uh, got to do Star Wars. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God, guys. We'll be right back after a commercial break with some geek news on the roundtable. Stick around. No longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or? No. Holy <laughs> That was the yeah. <laughs> 10 seconds of... Uh, no. What are you that tra- was so convincing. Yeah. What, what are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. An identified flying Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fellow. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. All right, everybody, we're back on the Roundtable Show, and we got some news to get through. But uh, first, um, we're talking off air here, and uh, you know, we wanted to uh, bring this up because 
I, we were talking about Lord of the Rings, as you know, in the last uh, segment before we went to break. And uh, we were off air talking about the uh, the great cartoon of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings that came out uh, what, in the 70s and 80s. And um, we all brought up the uh, fantastic song by Leonard Nimoy, Bilbo Baggins. What an amazing yeah. song that was. Yeah. The video is even more amazing. If you ever wanted yeah, to, if you ever wanted to feel like what acid felt like without actually doing acid, <laughs> watch that video. Just, just watch yeah, it. The weird dancers that he had in the back. Oh my god! The, the weird it's little hobbit dance. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He's just like, the fuck were those kids on, man? <laughs> <laughs> probably acid. That's probably exactly what it was. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it, man. Oh my goodness, uh, guys! We got a lot of views to get through. Johnny Alpha, what's the first thing on the table here? Give it to us. Well, first off, we kind of got a good look at what the new bat suit's going to look at in um, look like in Justice League, and um, I really could give a rat's ass, but it looks all right. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't look as fat in this one, so that's that's a bit of a blessing. Did you guys get a look at that? I put it in the story. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it looks kind of like it's really funny because it kind of looks like a, a blend between Bale's last Batman suit and the owl, uh, the Owlman bat, the Owlman suit from uh, Watchmen. Kind of looks a little bit like a cross between those two. I don't know if you guys noticed yeah. that. Yeah, I, I like it because they, he got so buff, and then they put like padded muscles on the suit, so it just kind of made him look rotund. And um, yeah. BVS, like, like I ass. like that they they, they kind of took that away from him, so he doesn't quite look. As puffy, which is a good thing. Batman's not supposed to look fat. Exactly. That's very true. And also in that story, we kind of got a cool little thing where Kurt Russell talks about being in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I kind of got a kick out of. That that story, of course, is on Collider. If listeners want to check it out, it's it's always great to hear Kurt Russell tell stories. I cannot wait for Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. Yeah, man, like, I could really give a rat's ass about it. I just not wait for that. Yeah, the movies that Marvel's got coming up between it are just not as interesting to me as Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and yeah. Ant-Man 2. I mean, like, Avengers... Well, Doctor Strange, I'm really excited for. I will say yes. that. Strange, Strange looks... Al- it looks all right, but I mean, like, Spider-Man and then another Avengers, it's like, yeah, that's, that's neat, but I want to see these other guys now. You know what I mean? Like, it's been a long time since I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Well, not really, but it's been a while since it came out, and... I want to see the sequel. I want to see it before I see another Avengers, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I can I can, see, I can agree with that. Even though the next Avengers is going to be, of course, the Infinity Wars. Now, they're not calling it Infinity Wars anymore, right? They changed the name of it, or are they still calling it that? What's it being called? Uh, from what I understand, it's the first... It's not going to be two movies anymore. Like, Infinity Wars is going to be the first one, and I, I think the second one's called Avengers Assemble, is what the... Because at first it was going to be Infinity Wars Part 1 and Part Lame. 2. Right, right, right. Oh, but Dawn of Justice is a wonderful title, right? I got you, brother. Yeah, actually. <laughs> For that movie, it was. It was a totally fitting title. Mm-hmm. Pinky to the lip, all Dr. Evil style, man. Pinky to the fucking lip. But they should have called that uh, Batman vs. Jolly Rancher. They should have called it Batman vs. Superman for eight minutes. Batman Dreams of Superman with how many dream sequences were in that movie. I kept waiting for Freddy fucking Krueger to show up in that movie. How many times? Batman has psychic oh, dreams, that's what it should be called. That would have happened. That would have been so great. That would have been great. You put Freddy Krueger in any of these movies, and I'll go watch. That, that, that'll get me back in. That'll this get me back a, in. They, told, they told me mine as well, you know, get Freddy Krueger to be in one. <laughs> awesome. last, last I heard the comic book rights for... 
Nightmare on Elm Street, we're held by Wildstorm, and Jim Lee sold Wildstorm to DC when he sold out. So, yeah, I, I, maybe they could either work a deal where they could, um, with New Line, where they can get Freddy to be in the film. Isn't New Line owned by Warner Brothers? I think so, because they did move all the Vertigo comic movies yeah, they, over they to are New Line. By Brothers, yes. So... I guess. I mean, it would have made more sense than having the Flash show up in his dream, I think. Uh, having Flash mm. show up and just be like, I'm your boyfriend now, Batman! And shit. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a real threat for Batman and Superman. Fred Krueger. Fred Krueger. That would be incredible. Oh my that God. would be amazing. Alright, what's yeah. next on the uh, round table there, Johnny Alpha? We got more DC news, I guess. I'm excited for this. I'm, I don't know if you guys are, but we are finally confirmed that the Harley Quinn solo film is happening and Margot Robbie is actually producing it. So hopefully, like, she'll get something really good out of this one because I just, even if you guys didn't like the Suicide Squad, you guys have to agree she was magnificent in the film. Well, she looked hot, that's for sure. You didn't think she played the character well at she all? Was, she I was all right. I thought she was the best thing in the movie, uh, in a right, terrible movie. Right, she yeah, was the best was thing the in the best thing about the movie, I agree with you there. But yeah. other than that, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm jumping for joy to see a Harley Quinn solo flick. I mean, <laughs> how much, you know, honestly, she, you know, some <laughs> characters you work, about? no, hold on. Some, some characters work well in an ensemble piece, some work well within the universe that they're already built in. I don't know about a Harley Quinn solo movie. I don't know exactly how that's going to work. Now, if you tell me it's a Joker and Harley Quinn in a movie, in oh, fact, in, in our Joker's top ten list, in our, in our top ten list tonight, I, I kind of bring that up of what I would like to see uh, with those, those two characters, and, I'll, and we'll talk about that later. But, you know, her in a solo movie, eh. Dude, you know the Joker's going to be up in there for at least five minutes, like Suicide Squad. Yeah, stuff. I don't think Jared Leto's going to play up to that again, right, after what happened with Suicide Squad. And Zod, I don't know what you laughing about, Mr. Diz, the whole show celebrating the DCEU, but you're going to mock one of their biggest, like, stars. Well, but remember, when he did that show, though, he really thought he was going to like Suicide Squad, and then he saw Absolutely. Suicide Squad, and then he was like, oh, fuck we're, me! What the hell? We're talking about the man that only has one nitpick about the whole DCEU, but uh, Harley Quinn movie is just in the realm of chuckles for him. Uh, so that, that, that yeah. I, I'm having a whole... <laughs> chuckles. You know, I got, well, I have to admit, though, I, I never said I was against Harley Quinn. I, I mean, a solo movie. I'm just saying that, that the idea of... You know, Suicide Squad as a concept, I think I think they completely botched it. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, but the movie was uh, a hit, box office money wise. Yeah, even well, if it was critically plotted. Well, you know, the, uh, there's a lot of movies that are hits. You know, Paul Blart Mall Cop was a hit. I mean, oh, oh, now you could now you that was that. like like, that, like yeah. it's yeah, but, but you got all pissed when we said the same thing about BVS when you were defending the shit out of that. Oh man, how the mighty hurt! <laughs> Double <laughs> standards like a mofo on the roundtable yeah, show. You're hammer dancing around the question for bro. reals. <laughs> Give us your best hammer dance. Come on, come on, come on, kick step for us, bro. Come on, keep it too legit to quit, Zod. <laughs> So That's a Harley it, Quinn solo movie. Yeah, probably not interested. I'm hyped. Especially if Jed Leto going to be back in it, because he is an awesome Joker, much better than the last one we had, in my opinion. That is a so, fallacy, and it's a lie. It's not a lie. It's what I truly <laughs> think, bro. I don't care about your opinion. You're wrong. <laughs> That's just that's just stupid. It's, Jared, look, he, he was in the movie for like five minutes, maybe ten. 
and yeah, he, was, he, he was horrible. No way, man. Dude, no way. Really? Heath Ledger won an Oscar. A pity Oscar because he died, dude. No, because his Joker if was memorable. Die, it was iconic. If he, if he, he was didn't awesome. Die, dude, Mark, Robert Downey Jr. would have got that Oscar for Tropic Thunder. End of story. Well, he should have won it for Tropic Thunder. I agree on that. but uh, He would have won it if Heath Ledger didn't die. End of story. That's, it was a uh, pity Oscar because there. they didn't give him an Oscar when he played a gay cowboy when he actually probably should have won one for being in an Oscar-bait art, artsy-fartsy stupid movie. Do you think you should have won it for the gay cowboy? You saw that movie? Of course I've seen that movie. Do I like the movie? No, I don't. But, like, it was awesome. So, well, well, hold on, hold on. So, but you saw the movie. It would but probably you, but you sat, have been that. But you sat there and you're like, oh, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, I'll go. I'll watch that. <laughs> Sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> movie, too. What are you laughing about? i never seen that movie. No, I said Zod saw it, not you. I know you wouldn't watch it because you're like you're a homophobe. So no, I'm not a homophobe. Just not gay, you know. So I don't watch gay movies. It's a different either, story. But not afraid I of would. gay people or hate them in any way. Just don't want to watch a movie with gay dudes. It's just <laughs> not my thing. Well, it was just a movie. It was basically any other chick flick you've ever seen in the world. It just was about two guys this time. And you liked it, didn't you? Oh, no. <laughs> I really didn't like it. I don't like anything Ang Lee's ever directed, so um, it was just another one. I don't one know. I thought Ang Lee did a good job with Hulk. I mean, another lie. We're just lying yeah, asses I, off I, tonight. I was hoping you were at least going to say <laughs> Crouching Tiger because, like, I could understand. For real, man. I, oh, like oh I love Crouching Tiger as well. Absolutely. But the whole um, Crouching the whole Tiger hidden plot because then we had no plot. It was just all over the place. Yeah, people jumping around and running up trees and shit. Yep. Like. If you want to watch a movie like that that's actually really good, check out The Swordsman 2 with Jet Li. Much better. Oh, yeah. Much better. I have, but I don't, I don't, really, I don't really enjoy too many Jet Li films because Jet Li is a, uh, is, a corporate, is a corporate sellout. I don't like Jet Li. Well, look at that, and he supports Ben Affleck's Batman. Talking about he, corporate sellouts. He, he, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Are you serious? Come on, Zod. Really? Really? Why? Cause he, cause he really? Zod, right? Look at all on. Ben Affleck is a WB corporate sellout. They they hire him on everything now. He's their corporate boy. How is Jet Li a corporate seller? Because he made those movies with DMX in the nineties. Yeah, those were awful. But then, like, he's made well, other great. There was, films, there was one like, or two that were pretty good. Exit Wounds wasn't it's bad. The uh, I don't know. Jet Li Jet Li hasn't been good for a long time. A I don't know about films. that. I, th- I think I think his. I don't know. I think the one was a good movie. You don't like that one? The one. No, dude. The one was not I think a good. His movie. Best American role was was Lethal Weapon Four. No, even wow. in the that's his best American movie. And he's like telling uh-huh. Sylvester Stallone, I need to get paid more because I'm smaller. And when I get shot, the hole is bigger. Cloud, he wants to get paid more. <laughs> All he cares about. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. I like the one Unleashed. Unleashed was good when we played the, you know, Danny. Unleashed was probably his best, like, English movie that wasn't like a it, Chinese movie. Wasn't that, isn't that called Danny the Dog? No, he was Danny the Dog in the movie, but the movie's called Unleashed. No, no, no. That's no, what the movie's it, called it, everywhere else except America. The international title is Danny the yeah. Dog. It's well, I didn't see it internationally. I saw it in America. Thank you very much. In America. In America, it's called <laughs> Unleashed. Yes. Which is where I saw it. It had but Morgan Freeman and Bob Haskins for kind of like, you know? <laughs> Come on now. I like a lot of his Chinese movies, though. Like Once Upon a Time in China, Fist of Legend. I mean, he's been in some good stuff, man. Okay, Fist of Le- Okay, I'll give you Fist of Legend. But Fist of Legend was... A Fist of Fury remake, and it was and it was done pretty well. But there's been so many of those too that I don't know. I think I think 
actually. Yeah, but not. I think, not Donnie, many... I think Donnie Yen puts puts him to shame. Oh, I'm not going to yeah. argue with you on that, dude. You're going to bring up Donnie Yen, yeah, dude. He's much. He's a lot more likable character. Every time I see Jet Li, he's always like so mean. He's always pissed off and everything, you know. Like Donnie Yen, he's got that whole Zen thing going on. Like you watch um movies like Eat Man, where like he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to fight you, but I'm not even going to punch you back. I'm just going to block you and show you how I could punch the shit out of you. And like I think that that's a lot more intimidating than when Jet Li just like viciously attacks people in movies. Oh, personally. yeah, I liked Forbidden Kingdom. I thought that was a good movie. Or something like that. Is that the one with him and um him and Jackie Chan? Jackie Chan, yeah. Yeah. Kid had a, yeah, that was a pretty fun movie where Jet Li was the Monkey King. Yeah, yeah, yep. that was cool. See, we do like some of Jet Li's movies. Oh no, I li- I like Jet Li fine. Ah. Zod's the, the one that hates him. I know. I what the hell, is Zod? I just don't think he's as cool as said <laughs> like um Donnie Yen or I don't like Tony hate him, but I, I but I just. I just dislike him in comparison to some of. I mean, he made one movie. How many movies did he make with uh, with uh, rappers? One, right? Like, he did one movie. Like, no, he did Romeo Must Die. Um, yeah, and then he just did, one. He did, like, two or Cradle three. to the he Grave. Did. I know he did that. Cradle to the Grave. Yeah, Cradle to the Grave. So he did like two or three with DMX. I know that. No, I think it's only those two. Cradle to the Grave. Uh, he didn't do Exit Wounds, right? That wasn't him. I don't think that was him. I think that, I think that was a Steven Seagal movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was the uh, the fake Asian in that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Chubby Native American. He's the same thing as the <laughs> <laughs> He's he is a chubby Native American. That is definitely what he is. Uh, oh man, we have a phone call, but unfortunately, he's not letting me take it into the Skype call. That's weird. Huh? The four hundred five number. Should I take it, guys? But if I take it, it'll take you guys off the the call though. Oh. Let me let me enter it, and I'm gonna call, and I'll skip you guys back in. Okay. All right, uh, whoever this is, you better be absolutely fascinating. Welcome back. I missed you guys. Totally yeah. just guys talking and having fun. Ah, that's what we do best. Who's this? Who's uh, joining us tonight? This is a Rubik's cube. Who? Rubik's cube. Rubik's Cube. Let me bring the other guys back into the call here. Hopefully they can uh, join this call. Oh, call failed. I, I guess I can bring him into the call. Can I call you and uh, and bring you into the call? Because when you called in, it threw them off the call. Uh, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I just uh, just uh, wanted to tell you, welcome back. Uh, oh, appreciate, appreciate it, the bro. show. Glad to see it. Uh, Pre- that's basically all I had to say. Uh, oh, I appreciate you guys are back every week again. I appreciate that phone call, man. Yeah, we're going to be uh, hopefully back every single week at 8 p.m. So. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, it's, it's just the whole non-scripted thing. Off the cuff, and what you feel, uh, you just don't find it everywhere. You yeah, yeah. keep it up. That's what we do best, off the field. All right. Peace out, Girl <laughs> Scout. We'll see you. Thank you, bro. Well, that was a phone call. Too bad the, uh, the guys missed it. Uh, I'll share that with them in a second here. Hold on. Let me see if they resume the call. Guys, you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I don't know what the hell's wrong with Skype, but um, I couldn't bring you guys into the call. I tried bringing you into the call. Uh, you'll hear it later in the podcast. Uh, we had a, a caller, and uh, he actually wanted to, to welcome us back because we haven't been on the air for a while. And very nice caller. Rubik's Cube is the guy's name, so shout-outs to him. Well, okay. Cool. All right. And if you guys want to call in and knock uh, Zod and uh, off off the air again, please go ahead and do so. Seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. I don't know why why Skype is acting weird. Look, they've been upgrading Skype yeah, a lot yeah, recently. It's, yeah, it's just is turning into garbage. Yeah, it's Bufan yeah. Gould is what this is. Bufan Gould, as my Italian brother would say. 
Yeah, you've been watching some Sopranos or what? You eat all the Kabagool, Jackal? Yeah, I am guilty as charged. I've been eating all, all of that, uh, you know, I've been eating all the uh, pastas and the pizzas and, the, and a lot of Bufangool has been set in my crib. Uh, moving the news along, this is kind of yes, a big story for please. you guys. It's a, it's a um, franchise I don't personally care for, but the Midget King himself, Tom Cruise, is confirmed to be yes! a Impossible 6, Woo-hoo! even though... He- even though he had some really big um, what's it, um, contract problems with Paramount, they've gotten that ironed out. So his little elf ass is going to be back in <laughs> the world's worst spy genre films ever. So, yeah, I right. guess I'm the only one that's actually happy about that because I'm a fan of the Mission Impossible movies. I like them. Oh, yeah, I like those too. Those are yeah. good. I, like them. I quit watching them after part three, I think. Is that, that, is that the one that Jar Jar made? Uh, was it three or two, the one with J.J.? Uh, I think it was did, two, wasn't JJ, it? JJ did three, John Woo did part two. Yeah, John Woo did ah, part okay. two, because that, that one is the movie where physics make no sense, and if you step on a gun in the sand, it will pop up into your hand. That yeah, was, that's the one. That, yeah. movie was, that movie was great. Seriously, John, I mean, John Woo had doves in that movie, man. Just like he has doves in all of his movies. That's what I'm saying. It was epic. I mean, he, I, I really, I mean, I, I just, there, there was the, the scene, were, the scene on were, the mountain. I mean... The, you know, come on! They got they had the Metallica "I Disappear" video that came out of that movie. I mean, that was epic, dude. Seriously, I Me- love Metallica has too. not been epic since the Black Album. I, don't, I hate to bring this to you, but dude, like dude, even dude, Metal well, has been epic. Dude, I'm true. telling you, the the, the 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 yeah, Mission Impossible Two. I mean, is is one of my favorites. Zod, the movie the movie Paycheck had doves in it as well. Do you think? Oh, that I know. That movie... I remember. I remember that too. Yeah. You know what? I I give. You I, like paycheck? Are you gonna I like John Woo. I like I like John Woo. He's one of my favorite <laughs> directors. Okay, I can't knock anything. I even like Broken Arrow. Okay, so wow, you know, really? You're, 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 Broken Arrow. Pinky to the lip again. I, I'm totally being sarcastic with that. I mean John. I mean John Woo. He's been one of my favorite directors forever. Yeah, but his American movies suck. You gotta admit. Uh, but see, I give him credit. Give him credit for even trying to trying to do shitty American movies. I mean, every <laughs> I don't know, dude. He's, he's just it's not his. So fault. I'm looking at Tom Cruise's uh, IMDb page here, and we have uh, let's see, coming up for Mr. Cruise, Mission Impossible. They came out of Rogue Nation. That was already out. Top Top Gun two. Uh, of course, it's already yeah, that, that's it's announced. Happening. Yeah, I don't know why the hell they're making a Top Gun two. Like, really? Do we it actually need sounds Top Gun pretty 2? good? What they want to what they want to do with it? It actually sounds. They should good. they should have J J Abrams reboot it. <laughs> just bring in Abrams <laughs> for everything. Yeah, just, yeah. Bring in Abrams to have him reboot <laughs> it like he did like he did Star Wars. People will love it. Yeah, either J J Abrams or they could get Paul Feig to make an all female version. That'll work like a charm too. Oh, that would be awesome! Can an all female Top stars? Gun, <laughs> all female, all female porn star. Melissa McCarthy, of course, would be the uh, the head of. Uh, yeah, she'll, Top be, she'll play. So basically, Tom Skerritt's character, whatever he was called, yeah. Yeah. Maverick. Yeah. No, Goose. Maverick was Tom Cruise. Tom Skerritt Goose. was like. Yeah, I no, think Goose I think was, it was Goose. Goose was yeah. the wingman. Goose was like the guy from ER, um, Anthony Edwards. Tom Skerritt was like the the, the leader of the Top Gun thing. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Michael Ironside. They had they were like the two old timer guys that were. So who'd you get for the Iceman role? Because it'll be Ice Girl now. Can't get uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer could probably play a woman uh, in this one. I mean, he's what's her name? Have you seen Val Kilmer recently? Ooh, Jessica Alba or um, Chloe Moretz. Oh, oh, I could see that. 
I can see Corbin Rush in that. Top Gun. That'd be perfect. <laughs> have you have you seen Tom Cruise? I mean, uh, Val Kilmer lately? You know, have you guys seen him? Yeah, no, there ain't no way he's getting in a fucking jet. <laughs> That's he sure. has lost a shitload of weight. Oh, has he? Dude, he's got cancer. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah, he's he's super skinny, uh, and he's really aging badly. Well, he's he's terminally ill, probably. So then that yeah, happens. Yeah, he's got throat cancer, apparently. So, oh, I'm sorry for making fun of. Him. He's one of my favorite actors from. Oh, now he's one of your favorite. Just a minute ago, you were making fun of the guy. Now he's one of your favorite actors. He was. He got <laughs> jerk. Guppy, all right, everybody made fun of him. He was your that. Batman, and you make fun of him. How dare you, sir? He is my second favorite Batman. Under How Batman. dare you make fun of a guy who's got throat cancer? What's wrong hey, with you? Dude, like, real genius is probably one of it's, the funniest ironic that he, It's ironic that he played Batman and he has throat cancer, and all the Batmans have to talk with a lisp. They all sound <laughs> like they got throat cancer. Yeah, they all sound like they have throat cancer. It's just Except for except for George Clooney. He's just straight up, hi, Freeze, I'm Batman. I've got a Batman credit card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the car, chicks dig the car. <laughs> Check out that picture of uh, Val Kilmer there that I just posted. Look at that, poor guy. Oh man, I feel bad for the guy. I really do. Uh, and uh, I mean, like, real genius, uh, Willow. All the movies when I was a kid, dude. I grew up with him. You know what I mean? He's one of him and like Dennis Quaid were like some of my favorite actors when I was a kid. So I really wish some of them like didn't fall off into like lesser-known genres like they both of those ha- have. You know, like, I think that they're better than some of the other old-timers that they keep shoving in everything, like Liam Neeson. I wonder what happened to Val Kilmer, though, after... Because, I mean, after Batman Forever, he kind of, like, just fell off the radar completely. He did, he did what, The Saint right after that, and he then that left, was it? He left the Church of Scientology. That's Are what happened serious? to him. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he was a Scientologist, and he left. Oh, my goodness. That explains everything. I wonder if they can conjure up well, the spirit of Xenu to try to help him. why John Travolta's making so many low-budget movies now. He's getting just as bad as uh, Nicolas Cage. That's what happens to the, all these people whenever they leave Scientology. They end up, you know, in some was serious debt. No, I'm not talking oh. about talking about Nicolas Cage. I'm talking about now John Travolta, too. Like he, Did he, he leave was, the church finally? I think he left the church because he's making all these low-budget movies. They talked a lot about him on the that Scientology. Travolta nah, never leaves the uh, the Church of Scientology. Right? Yeah, and like they, they buried a body or something from. They got some serious dirt on him. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, a lot of that dirt has come out in the last few years with you know, the masseuse. You know, these guys that are suing them, but uh, the, the church are, are burying uh, you know those kind of stories. I mean, have you heard anything from those lawsuits since uh, they went public? None, right? Like nothing. They've been burying. No, yeah, that, yeah, that stuff is getting buried, like uh, like the uh, pedophilia case with uh, R. Kelly. Remember, he was supposed to uh, go to trial for peeing on a girl. Never happened. Never uh, happened. He, he got in trouble. He got like slapped on the wrist for that, but like he should have gotten more trouble because she was like what, like fifteen or something. But like she was like he 13, was to, fourteen. Yeah, he got he got in trouble for. Um, He's a, he is a sex offender, but he didn't get busted for the child pornography that they were trying to bust him with. For some reason, the tape didn't qualify, even though he is obviously urinating on her. I guess because he didn't mean to, he wasn't going to sell it. I, I don't understand. Well, I don't know about all that. As, as far as I understand, anytime you videotape a child having sex, that's child pornography, period, in a story. So, his I, ass should have been riding in prison a long time ago. 
That, that's just how the court, court ruled it, though. He didn't get the child pornography charge on R. Kelly, and that's why he didn't like get in trouble. trouble money anymore. will get you out of everything, bro. That's the thing. If you have enough money, you can get out of any kind of situation. It's your story. But back, but back to little midget Tom Cruise. Like it's good. <laughs> he, he needs to keep his appearances up. Uh, he's also doing another one of them Jack Reach around movies, right? Yeah, that's coming out in October. Yeah, that actually yeah. looks pretty good. I didn't really like the first one too much, but. I, I, I cannot take him ser- I know he does his own stunts. I know he's a pretty tough guy, but I just can't take him seriously as an action star. He's just little, and, like, he's got that squeaky voice. I mean, and I just personally don't like him. So He's I, not I that much smaller than, like, than Sylvester Stallone, for crying out loud. And Stallone is, like, an epic badass. Stallone is not a midget like Tom Cruise, is he? You're about the same height. But he doesn't got a squeaky little voice. They're both like five you know, seven, five ten tops. They don't, they don't go past. past well, Tom Cruise is five seven. Tom That's Cruise, very short. Tom Cruise is not five seven, dude. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's the five seven, dude. I'm looking at unless his IMDb <laughs> page is lying. He's, he's five lying seven. on that shit, dude. I'm telling you. Like, like Nicole Kidman was taller than his ass, dude. He's a tiny he's fella. Like five four. He can fit in your pocket. He's a tiny little fella. I will admit, dude, Edge of Tomorrow was a great movie. Even with him in it, I, I still enjoy the shit out of that. But like, aside from that, like, I, I can't really get into the guy. I wonder why they didn't just have him play a Hobbit. I mean, save a lot of money on makeup. Because well, he was already in special in effects. I mean, he... special effects. And I think, you know? I, I think, I think, like fantasy that's not like part of L. Ron Hubbard's writing goes against like Scientology teachings and like so therefore he couldn't be in the movies type of thing just they got a lot yeah. of weird fucking rules to their church man just think about it they, they almost had him play iron man yeah i would have then i would have hated the movie version just as much as i hate the comic book version to tell you the truth like robert danny jr and his odd thing was like the only time that i was ever even able to halfway like the character tony stark because he actually made him somewhat charming with his robert danny jr ness i don't think Tom Cruise would have brought that, and I think he'd have just been straight up like the comic book version, just a cocky little prick. Well, yeah, he does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. he does play that character in every one of his movies, but it works in some. Yeah, I, I yeah. like the Mission Impossible movie. Well, dude, Tom Cruise has more money than probably Donald Trump at this point. So I mean, like, it's obviously working for the guy. I'm just saying, I'm not personally a fan of his. I mean, like, I think that he's like he's got a couple billion dollars, right? I think he's like fucking seven billion dollars rich. So. I don't know if he has that much money. Jesus, really? He, no, he is insanely rich, bro. Yeah, but I don't think he's got billions, bro. No, he does. He told Matt Lauer it when like Matt Lauer was talking to him. He yeah, just but Matt Lauer lies a lot. I don't know if you noticed that. No, 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 Matt Lauer didn't... Like, he just sat there doing his little evil Dr. Evil laugh. Like, it's like, <laughs> you know that evil Tom Cruise laugh? He just sat well, there, like, laughing at like, how rich he is. <clears throat> I'm looking at his uh, net worth right now on, on Celebrity Net Worth, and he's he's got $550 million. Yeah. Well, whatever. He still probably Half has a billion. an underground volcano base, bro. That's probably. Yeah, he probably does. With sharks with lasers on them. <laughs> <laughs> Evil in him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, so what's next on the roundtable there, uh, Johnny? What else you got for us? Uh, well... Let me pull up my Facebook really quick. That's the round table, right? There's the Facebook page. It's, it's how we roll around here, folks. It's how we roll. Uh, well, you tell me to keep as many windows closed as possible so I don't lag the Skype, so... Good job. Let's try. Dead air. Good job. 
<laughs> Here's one for you. Uh, <clears throat> anything? No? Yeah, Man of Steel 2 is officially confirmed. That is That's garbage. Like, I don't care about the, what, that. That, that is Wait. great for Zod Rider. I bet he's uh, like going to... Yeah, he's gonna like after the show. I, I, I'm waiting one of these days. I'm waiting one day. I want I want to interview Henry Cavill and talk about how much of a great Superman he is. Wait five years, and all you have to do is have a roast beef sandwich ready for him, and like he'll be ready to do that. So once these once these DC movies are over, so is his career, man. He's going the way of Hayden Christensen, bro. So, well, no, no, no. That's that. That can't be too bad because that means in about five or ten years he'll be making movies with Nicolas Cage. I think it'd be close. I think it'd be closer to at, right after like Man of Steel goes tits up. He's going to be in the next Nicolas Cage movie, co-starring um, what's his name, the uh, the the Iron be... Man guy, Jason Momoa. Like they'll all be in a oh, shit. Yeah, together. that'll be awesome. Okay, here's some other news that'll make Momoa the Nicholas, keep... the, Nicholas, the Nicholas Cage cinematic universe. There you go, Momoa the guy who keeps <laughs> failing upwards. Yeah. You guys notice that he fails in every role, but yeah, he gets offered bigger roles after that. Because he played Cal Drogo in Game of Thrones, it was amazing. It's like he wasn't amazing in that. All he did is grunt and groan around. It's like he didn't really act. He just kind of went around going, and he got to, and he got to be with the, and he got to be with. Uh, yeah, he got the big little blonde girl once again, proving there is a casting couch in Hollywood. Anyway, go ahead and continue. Here's another story that'll probably really depress you, um, Jackal. Chloe Moretz has dropped out of the live-action Little Mermaid movie. Well, color me sad. Is it an all-female cast? Of course. Well, it's Little Mermaid. So it's like, going to be a lesbian uh, couple. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all-female cast. You'll have a lesbian lover in there. That'd be great. We get, yeah. Well, we know Melissa McCarthy is in it. Well, we got to have her in everything. Melissa McCarthy's probably going to play the fat octopus evil chick, right? What, what yo, that's like, perfect casting, yo. <laughs> that's idea. Like, if she's in that, I'm I'm not there, but is, 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 I won't go see it. But it's it's perfect is casting. Figgy or whatever his name is directing it. Figgy, Paul Figgy, Paula Figg, Paula Figg. Yeah, I called you Paula. Paula Dickless motherfucker. Anyway, he directed it, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. So not I guess there is a Booster Gold script in the works. I that, saw that. that. that yeah, I saw that. Cool. As Cyborg is training, so I guess we're going to get a Cyborg movie too, which the world really needs. Ooh. A solo movie for the character that the creators couldn't even think of a better name than just the the noun that actually describes what the character is made of. Like Cyborg. Wow. Well, he is a Cyborg. Just saying. Yeah, but they could they could like at least call him Cyborg Bill or like the Red Cyborg. They, like DC didn't even go with their normal boring bland naming. We're going to call him Cyborg him. Man. Cyborg man, that would have at least made more DC sense than just calling him Cyborg. You know what I mean? Like Marvel has the exact same character, but they at least came up with Deathlock for him, which is like it's not the greatest name ever, but at least it's not just fucking Cyborg, which is just a broad. And then, yeah, how about whatever? How about how about Android Man with Michael J. White? There you go. How about that movie? My, yeah. I would watch it. Like I, it, think it's my, out. It's an actual movie. It was done on uh, for sci-fi. With Black Dynamite in it? I gotta check that out. It's, too, a, it's it's uh it's it's really well done. It's it's awesome. Like is it as good as Black Dynamite? <laughs> it's, it reminded me of like Cyborg if they decided to make him cool and they did it like low budget. 
Can they make Cyborg cool? Because every every yeah, incarnation of character I've seen, he's really boring, and like he just like. Like it wasn't called. Not- I'm sorry. I, I'm, I stand corrected. It wasn't called Android Man. It was called Android Cop. But whatever. It's still Android same crap. Yeah. Same crap. Yeah. That that would be if like he was an early image comic written by Rob Liefeld in the '90s. He would have had that name. That's not quite DC caliber. That's more early image. But he looks like uh, um, he looks like Cyborg a lot. He's got all. But the- really. Like Cyborg, that's a character that like Jason Momoa should probably play because like all he does is go around. No like, more bang. Jason Momoa, man. I'm already pissed. He's playing the Crow. <laughs> no more Jason Momoa. No, but I'm like, if he has to play, they uh, they got him for the Crow for crying out loud, man. Why would they do such I a know, thing? Why did they get him for the Crow? And they, why what? Did they get, why did they get Kip Harrington for Kip Harrington, who plays Mark Snow in Game of Thrones? If they're going to keep mining John Game Mark of Thrones Snow, for everything, John Snow. Why don't they get him for uh, the Crow? Because because he acts worse than Jason Momoa. That kid is. I know that chicks love him, but God, he is. I just, think he would be great for the crow, man. I mean, he would. He's got definitely got the look, and he wouldn't have to have a lot of dialogue. Eric Draven doesn't say a lot. I mean, yes, he does. The guy is a very well. Chap- yeah, no, but my understanding. Yeah, I know he's not. But my understanding is there's not going to be Eric Draven we see in the crow. Oh well, then what? Then why do they keep calling it a goddamn crow remake if it's not going to be about the Eric Draven books? Then it's just another crow story, which they should have ever, man. I, you know, I'm so tired of it. I wish they would just, you know, throw it away altogether. It's stupid. Leave the Brandon Lee one alone. Don't make any more movies. You know what I'm saying? You know, if anything, just re-release it in theaters after whatever thirty years. Right. That's it. You know, that's all I want. Perfect. That's it. Perfect idea. James Obar wrote a new script. It was drawn by, I forget his name, came out at IDW. It was called Crow Skinning the Wolves. And it's about, like, this Jewish prisoner in a concentration camp that comes back and murders all the Nazis there. It's a brutal, just brilliant comic book. Like, if they were going to make a Crow movie, like, that's what they should fucking make, dude. That sounds awesome. They might as well do that. Stay away from the, I mean, I mean, I don't understand. Like, like Brandon Lee, uh, that that version was was so cool and was perfect. I don't see, I mean, even if it wasn't 100%, you know, comic-based, yeah. whatever, but it was still an awesome movie. And All they really did is they made Top Dollar, they gave Top Dollar a bigger role. That's about basically all they really did to the story of the Change. comic. And, well, and they yeah, changed, the, the and they death scene was different. Yeah, the death scene yeah. was different. But they yeah. kind of had to be, they had to because he died then, in the you movie. Know what a lot of people forget, they did a TV series based off of The oh, Crow. Oh, God, don't and bring yeah. that shit and up. They, and they had, no, but, but they flushed it out. You know, throughout you know episodes. And yeah, it was, got, it was definitely it was flushed out. That's for sure. It was flushed. So. Flush. Yeah. <laughs> Flush is the is the proper term of what they should have just did with that show. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't. Would I, be I, the worst thing. It would be the worst thing that ever had the crow's name on it if they did not make that Wicked Prayer movie with Eddie Furlong. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. See, I, I kind of, uh, I, you know, I loved the first crew. I remember seeing that one in theaters, and I was like absolutely mesmerized by it because I was a, a Brandon Lee and Bruce Lee fanatic um, at the time. I, I thought, I've Bra- seen Legacy of Rage being a Brandon Lee fan. Yeah, I've seen all of Brandon Lee's movies, every single one of them. In fact, I, Laser like I said, Mission. You've seen Laser um, Mission. I seen Laser Mission. Yes, and I, see, I even saw the uh, the episode that he did um, where, um, what, what, damn, what's the name of the show that um, now it escapes me. Uh, the show that Bruce Lee uh, created that was stolen from, uh, I cannot remember, with Kung Robert Fu, Hardy. Uh, Kung Fu the Legend. Kung, 
Why did the, how did the name Kung Fu just escape my mind? Holy shit! He was in a he was in a pilot episode for right. Kung Fu. I even seen was, that. I seen just about everything. Was, Brandon, the point is, I seen everything Brandon Lee's ever done because I was a huge fan of his. And when the Crow came out, I was when it was announced that he was going to be the Crow. I was like, oh my god, this is going to be the movie that catapults him to superstardom. Fucking fantastic! And, and then he died, and I was devastated. I went with this girl, I'll never forget her name, Veronica. With seeing in theaters together, she was in tears because she was a huge Brandon Lee fan. Also, I was in tears because I was a big Brandon Lee fan. They were like, "This is such a perfect movie," and my God, how much much better would this have been had he not died during during the production? Uh, because he still died. You remember, he died with a few scenes still yeah. yet to be shot, and some stuff was being worked on, and they had to really like kind of like put things together that weren't properly the way they thought in the script originally they were going to be done. So, I mean, the, the director did a phenomenal job. Alex Proyas is a you know, master at directing that you know especially I, I gained a lot of respect for him after that movie and after what he did considering the fact that he had you know that to work with uh, but with that said uh, you know when that movie came out I, I accepted it for what it was I thought it was a standalone movie and they should have never touched it again uh, especially after his death, that said, just let it, let it be. Then they came out with City of Angels, and I was like, oh, okay, uh, Vincent, uh, what's his name, Perez was, you know, it's a decent choice. I saw it. It was a bad movie, but it had good things about it, good elements. It reminded me of the first one a little bit. The look was kind of there. Style. I like that. Yeah, the yeah, visual style was, was very similar, but at least a little bit more modern day uh, take. So it had a little bit more of a, of a comic booky look to it. Um, and I thought some of, some of the elements were really good, just kind of rushed. Uh, some problem, of the special effects the weren't as good, though. The with that film, the, with the second one, is the fact that, that they never officially released the director's cut. And if you've seen the director's cut on bootleg, oh, it's a, that's amazing, you know, yeah. it would have been an incredible thing. Did they cut out that like every death scene had to have the crow symbol around it? That's the one thing that really just pissed me off about that movie. Why like, every single like death, like the one guy floating down the river, like the, the crow symbol like was in flowers around him, and I just that was the one thing that really bugged me about that movie personally. No, Otherwise, that stayed in. Yeah, that stayed in. Well. I mean, I, but look, that movie wasn't as bad as you know the rest of the sequels were. But oh, yeah, the you, they come, they completely jumped the shark with uh, the Furlong <laughs> one. You didn't like Salvation? You did, you guys really didn't like Salvation? Salvation was okay. It had it had its moments, but it wasn't. It didn't feel like the Crow. That's the thing. I, I like the way he got his face painted in that because it was where his face got burnt by the electric chair. I thought that was kind of neat. But aside from that, the movie was pretty. But compared to Wicked Prayer, like City of Angels uh. and. And Salvation or the goddamn Spider-Man Part 2, you know what I mean? They're like some of the best movies ever made Bro, in comparison City, to Wicked City of Prayer. Angels is the fucking Godfather 2 compared to Wicked Prayer. Are you kidding me? Yeah, compared to R- Wicked Prayer. That is <laughs> one of the top five worst movies ever conceived in Hollywood. Was that damn Wicked Prayer movie. That's saying a lot. I, I don't know why anybody ever thought to release it. That could be, that should be one of those lost films that people like talk about. And some people like, oh, I really like to see it. Like, But like... You know that it and then somebody just happen. comes out and says, no, 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 it's not happening. No. Just yeah. walk away. Walk away. You know, watch this movie ever. Walk away. Right. And it would actually it would actually be looked upon more fondly if it was like that, if it was never released. Because right. people would be wondering. They'd be like, and Edward Furlong was in it, and he was all cleaned <laughs> up when he did the movie. And oh, my God. It was probably so we had a five-foot-two crow guy, guy running, running around? That's awesome. He's really short. He's a short guy. The guy from the guy that played Angel from Buffy's the bad guy. That short, that <laughs> short guy. Oh, oh, the crow's played by a midget. Okay, that's cool. That's 
Eddie Furlong short? Eddie Furlong is like he's like the equivalent. Davis for the next film. Look, Edward Furlong is like the equivalent of Gary Coleman, just a white guy version. That's about the same height. I did just see him in a Sci-Fi Channel movie, but I didn't measure him. He was in Arachnoquakes, and I was just looking at him like, "Dude, get off the heroin, bro!" Like, (laughs) yeah, that is not doing you any favors, kid. And like, and you've he's been he was in that he was in that uh, he was in that Star Trek. Thing not too long ago, that that Renegades movie, he was in that. Was he really? Was Furlong, yeah. I yeah. That. Was he one of the aliens? No, he uh, he actually was. Uh, I think he was a human character, if I'm not mistaken. I it was quartermaster. He, sl- but he was he, he was <laughs> in it. Yeah, it's That's good to know that they have. It's good to know they have heroin in the 23rd century. <laughs> <laughs> well, besides that, it's good to see that he's getting some kind of work, even though it's not a legit part anywhere. It's yeah, like it's, not, it's not like those normal wonderful jobs from the Sci-Fi Channel or straight-to-video Mill Creek horror films. Hey, that pays the bills and the heroin addiction, so, you know, yeah. gotta feed the need. But, honestly, like, you guys aren't excited for Fish Jesus playing the Crow in the remake? I mean, like, just look at him as Fish Jesus in the DC <laughs> Cinematic Universe. That we just need to celebrate because a lot of people don't understand the greatness of it. No, you know? not, like, I don't, that, I don't, I don't want to no. the Crow. I like I said, I'd rather have Jon Snow be the crow. For oh, real. God. No, man. Like, he's right there with with Jason Momoa. Like, I, when they had Luke Evans cast to play Eric Draven, like, that, he's a good actor. I, I could see that, yeah. He's a good dad. I could see that. He would be a pretty good Jon Snow? I don't even believe When When you think, we talk about Chris Evans, uh, not Chris Evans, um, not Chris, Chris, Luke Evans. Yeah, Luke Evans. Uh, talk, you know, you talk about him playing the crow, and I could, I definitely see that. Uh, in fact, I see that more than just about uh, anybody else playing the part of the crow at this moment, especially as the Eric Draven version. Um, he actually kind of has a look, a personality. I mean, he has a kind of persona to him where he could actually play off of that kind of character. Eric Draven is a very tough character to kind of play off because of all the different dynamics of who he is. He's a musician. He's in love with this girl. He gets murdered. He comes back from the dead. He seeks revenge by taking the mentor of this scroll. You know, there's a lot of different layers to the character. And you need a good actor to play that part. In fact, any of the Crow spinoff uh, comic books, doesn't matter which one you're, you're talking about, you need a good actor to be able to play that role. And I just don't think Jason Momoa is a good enough actor to play any version of the Crow. I don't think Jason Momoa is an actor. Hold on, hold on, you're breaking Johnny, hold on, Johnny, hold on, Johnny, hold on, Johnny, you're breaking up, hold on. Me, I don't know why it keeps happening, but let me hang up the car and call you right back, because you're, you're breaking up badly. Johnny, you there? I'm still here. Yeah, you both are breaking up. I'm going to hang up and call you guys right back. Uh, Skype is at it again, folks. I don't know what the hell's going on with Skype these days, but let's get these guys back on the line here, and hopefully it fixes the situation. Uh, no, it's still breaking up. I don't know what else is going on with Skype. Anyway, let's, 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 let's take a commercial break. Hopefully we get the uh, Skype situation fixed, and uh, we'll be right back on the roundtable with uh, hopefully better audio. I don't know what the hell is going on with Skype. Goddamn, Microsoft always ruining shit.
after the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your Internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom-built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now, 954 970 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Four thousand seven hundred and thirty-four UFO sightings in two thousand seven. by aliens or unknown species reported by American and British citizens and hundreds more unreported in 2007. Suppressed information about collisions with passenger aircraft and UFOs that has been kept from public knowledge for years and only one trusted source of information from some of the top UFO researchers in the world. Exclusive information that cannot be found anywhere else on the planet. Trusted, connected, accurate. The UFOstore.com Expand your personal library with fast shipping and Instant downloadable information from the largest selection of UFO products on the internet by going to theufostore.com or call on the 24-hour, 7-day-a-week order line at 541-523-2630. The truth is out there, and theufostore.com has it. Sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store.
All right, everybody, we're back on the Roundtable Show, and uh, we're minus one member. Zod Rider's having uh, technical uh, difficulties, and uh, hopefully we'll get him back on the line here pretty soon. It's uh, myself and Johnny Alpha at the moment going solo. It's a table for two, Johnny, just the two of us. Right. I got just a bit of, uh, two um, of us. Go ahead. For real. But for um, our last little bit of news, I, this is like a pretty big one, a really cool one that I was kind of saving because like I figured we could wig out about it for a little while anyways, and that is that Vincent D'Onofrio said that he's completely down to return to um, Netflix shows such as Daredevil, which... Of course. Yeah, I mean, he? like, it's not it's not huge news, but, like, he's just so essential. And I'm I, I, when, like, he was originally casted, he was a person that I never thought of, but... He is a, he's a rather bigger guy, and the fact that they got such smaller actors to play both Daredevil and Punisher, like yeah. he just towered over both of them. And I thought that that was just incredible casting yeah, all the way yeah. around. No, he nailed the part completely. I thought he was phenomenal as Kingpin. So uh, him coming back would be just a hey, music to my ears, man. He is it's coming a, back, isn't he? He's hey, there is Zod Rider. There you go. Welcome back, bro. Yeah, thanks to Skype. Unbelievable. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, he's coming back, and uh, thankfully, because, you know, I, I would hate to see them, like, lose that character going forward with season three and four or five or whatever. So uh, I think he definitely should stick around. That like, Kingpin should always be there. Like, Lex Luthor he's was always the, there. He's the villain. quintessential villain for that. Right. For that he always needs to be in the so background. got to have him in there. Yeah. Well, because yeah. we still haven't seen the dead, um, the Bullseye Saga, and um, who's going to hire him if not the Kingpin? Like, he's got to be there at least Correct. to bring that character in. And if they bring Typhoid Mary in, I mean, like, he's kind of the key component. Even when Daredevil has other villains, the Kingpin's kind of the guy that sets him them on to Deadpool, even if he's, like, I mean, Deadpool, Daredevil, he's, uh, even if he's in jail doing it, like, I, I, at least they still have him show up. I think that that would be great. Yep, yep, yep. Now, you guys uh, didn't mention this earlier, but uh, I guess it's, uh, you know, not too late to, to bring it up. You guys see the image of J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just a little, I, I'm just a little worried for him because I think, I think he's back in the wrong horse here. I think he should have tried to get his job back as J. Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man. Yep, yep, yep. I, I just don't buy him as uh, James Gordon, but... Uh, I, I do, and I'll tell you why. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. I mean, he's a great actor. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. J.K. Simmons is a phenomenally gifted actor. And when it comes to when it comes to comedy, though, I've, I've never seen him be in a serious, drab, just dry, no humor. But he can, he can pull it off, though. He's a he's a good actor. And here's the thing: if you guys remember that that uh, from a few, from several years ago when they did that, they had that fan film uh, Grayson. Where they had a version of Commissioner Gordon. If you look at that version of Commissioner Gordon, that's the way I could see J.K. Simmons playing. Are you talking about the one where he was like in an emo band that played for the homeless people in the park? That Grayson fan film? <laughs> no, no, Grayson, where where Robin is, but Batman's dead, and Robin is going on this revenge crusade against all these. DC villains. It's like a trailer. It's like four or five minutes long. Well, he, yeah, look, he, 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 he was, played an he was, band. No, he's he not was, in no, no he's man. Not in a band, Johnny. I mean, what are you talking about? He's thinking about Whiplash. He's thinking about something else. He's thinking about music some music other fan. He's thinking about some other Robin fan film, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, you, no, he a lot dude, of Robin movies. This is this is different. This is this is like this uh, story takes the premise that the 1960s Batman actually happened and batman was killed so it's got you got robin going on this crusade going up against all these 
villains and corrupt politicians and and uh and it's basically in the commissioner gordon that's in that movie reminds me a lot of jk simmons now did you guys see the uh the new batmobile is he going to run it into superman again and get it broke down no probably not because they're friends well remember superman's dead in the beginning of this movie at least well, he's obviously coming back. He can't stay. Well, of there. course, yeah, of course. But I mean, at least for the beginning of the movie. I mean, yeah. at least you won't see you won't see uh, Henry Cavill till like the last thirty seconds, and he doesn't speak. He has no dialogue. In oh, he's gonna do the Luke, the Luke Skywalker he's do thing. The Luke Skywalker thing, and everybody's gonna think that's Henry Cavill's best acting ever. <laughs> and they will be right. <laughs> no, he was. I actually saw the Hellraiser movie that he was in. It was called Hellworld, and like I actually didn't hate him in that. He actually just played like this horny, you know, stupid stoner. I didn't hate him in the Bruce Willis movie he was in either. Oh, Cold he... Light of Day is such an awful piece of shit, dude. It was like, a bad movie, but he wasn't really bad in it. It was just it was just a bad concept altogether. Yeah, I mean, you like you like Henry Cavill, period. You think he's a good Superman? You probably think The Immortals was a good movie. Um, I actually liked Immortals. I saw it in see? theaters. Yes, California guy. What's going on, buddy? Not much. What's going on? Well, we're ready to talk about some good pop culture stuff. You should have called an hour and a half ago, man. We're all done with that. We're about to enter our, our top ten list yeah, segments. Man. Oh, shoot. Well, you know, the show you... starts at eight, man. Eight, nine, ten, you know, and we're done. Oh, wow. You, well, the, I didn't get the memo. The time changed. I forgot. A long five time ago. Yeah. yeah, five o'clock West Coast time. Okay, I, I forgot. I don't know why. I thought it was seven o'clock. No, 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 no. That was a long time ago, in the galaxy far, far near. Not away. <laughs> that was back before Han Solo had kids, dude. Come on, man. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, wow. But look, I, there, there's something that we were talking about that maybe you wanted to like, throw in your two cents on. J.K. Simmons, uh, Commissioner Gordon picture just came out. What do you think? Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's one of the weakest picks. I'm, I'm going to tell you something about that. Because um, I remember when the Internet went crazy, over seeing him like Arnold Schwarzenegger buffed up. I remember how the internet reacted. He broke the internet basically. So, you know, it's, it's, it's was to me the casting, cause I know a lot of fans wanted Brian Cranston for a long time on the internet. Yep, we did shows yep, on it yep. a couple of years ago. So I know we did a Guilty. bunch of shows. Cranston would have been so. perfect to tell you the truth. I mean, like he yeah, embodies Grant. the look of Jim Gordon. I think, and I think didn't Cranston voice him in the, in uh, year one. In year yeah. one, yeah. so yeah, I mean, and he wanted the role too. Like, there's a couple of roles he wants. Like, he wants to play Mister Sinister, uh, for whatever reason, uh, which he's completely wrong for. But he wants that role real bad. But he also wanted to play Jim Gordon really bad. Like, he wanted that. I role. I don't know why you would think he'd be bad for Sinister. I mean, he could, this guy can do accents too. I mean, this guy's no, a he good do, actor. He don't get me wrong; he's a he's a fabulous actor, and he could do just about any role. But uh, that, Mr. Sinister, I don't know. That's a, that might be a bit of a stretch for him. I, I mean, look wise, I don't know. Big time. I don't know. Well, I mean, if they if they, if they keep doing X Men movies all Brian Singer style, where like they don't make the the bad guys all immortal and shit like they're supposed to be, I think Brian Cranston could be like a good like Nolan esque, Snyder esque, um, Mister Sinister. <laughs> but if but if, um, if X Men try to like go more like how uh, Apocalypse was, then he's all wrong. I agree with Jackal there. So it yeah. could go either way depending on. What style the film is going for when he plays the character? I can well, see that. I just want to say something about DC before you get to the top ten. The film part, you know, is really weird casting. The casting for the the DC Cinematic Universe—they got very oddball casting with J.K. Simmons. Yep. Uh, then you got Jeremy Irons as Alfred. 
Then you got, um, what's the name that played Lex Luthor? Jesse Eisenberg. Yep. So the casting is just Will Smith as Deadshot. This really weird casting on DC's part. So with J.K. Simmons, you know, I, I said a long time ago that, you know, it's very weak. And I'm usually on judge casting that early, but it's very weak casting. It's very, very weak. Um, he's too tall. He's Jonah Jameson. He played Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man. That's, a, so, that's the thing right there that does it for me. He's too recognizable as a, as a Marvel character. As Jake, uh, Jonah Jameson. Well, and it was when a you have an act out of the realm of possibility for him to get that role back in future films, is that why? Dude, they, have a, they were talking about him coming back for the Amazing Spider-Man series or for that movie's uh, series. He was in talks for Amazing Spider-Man three to play the, Jonah Jameson again. So I don't know why they didn't just bring him into Homecoming or into one I mean, of the yeah, next movies. Yeah, I mean, I could see him being like the being like the one steady character that would, would yeah. exist outside of continuity, no he matter was what. Yeah, I mean, no matter I mean, how bad the Tobey Maguire movies were, I mean, he was like the the best thing that they got right out of those entire. Yeah, he could have been like what Alfred was in the original four Batman Batman movies, the same Alfred, right? Played, the same character, yeah. the same Alfred for Michael all Goff, the movies, right? Was yeah. great. Um, so there's that. There's the new Batmobile, which we all, well, I think it looks retarded, but does it, the, every time we get a, a new Batmobile, it looks less and less like the Batmobile now. Just it looks better than the Schumacher Batmobile. That's all I'll give it. I don't know. I, I kind of dig the Schumacher Batmobile. The, the one from Batman Forever. Not, yeah, the one from so Batman, Batman Forever, not Batman and Robin. I was talking about yeah. the Batman and Robin one. Yeah, that one looked, I don't know. I don't even want to say what that looked like. Live on air is just too much, too much hate behind what I want to say. A dildo! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Giant, big ass dildo. But anyway, uh, moving on. Moving on. And of course, uh, Affleck uh, teased uh, the, the photo of Deathstroke, which is uh, going to be played by the guy who should have played Superman, John Manganiello. Yeah, the, the dead. I mean, the Deathstroke suit looks dope. I mean, but it does, so did the one but... that was on TV. So did the one that was on Arrow. So I, yeah. it's not really a hard suit to get cool, look cool. And again, Joe Manganiello looks like Superman, not like Deathstroke. Well, you're not. He's going to be wearing a his mask. nose is too big to be Superman. Oh come oh, on, this. Superman! At least he <laughs> can deliver lines. And he's the guy's like actually six foot four and huge. Unlike yeah. Henry Cavill, who's five eleven. You know and who skinny. I could actually see him as? I could see him playing like the Hulk. No man, mm-hmm. no, no. 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 Like, like if he was actually Bruce play the monster. Yeah, if he's gonna yeah, be like the paint him in green, Hulk, maybe. Like the green but he's not. Hulk. He's not that extremely buffed up that he could play the Hulk. So no, I don't see that either. Sorry. But you know what, though, Pat? Can I say something real quick about that casting for Deathstroke. That actually is really good casting with him playing Deathstroke. To be honest with you, that is really good in in the Ben Affleck universe type Batman that they already established. I think that you know because I read the original script that they had for Suicide Squad before they put Batman into that script. It was actually supposed to be Deathstroke, so they're utilizing some of the original script for Suicide Squad for I guess that Batman movie for him to be that ultimate villain. I mean, that's pretty good casting to me with Deathstroke. I mean, you I'm know, conflicted I, it, about the casting because I like uh, Magnolia. I think he's a good actor, and I like, you know, yeah. I've liked him in things before. So I don't completely hate the guy. I don't hate him for the casting. It's just when I see him, I'll be like, yeah, that guy should have been Superman. Not I'm fairly competent that the Batfleck movie is going to be good. Ben Affleck's going to be directing it. Um, he Ben Affleck was probably the best thing about BVS, even though like they didn't do much good with. No, 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 no. The only thing that worked in that movie was the credits at the end, where everything just went to the credits and that was the end of the movie. That's 
Ben Affleck had a couple Best of thing. good scenes in the movie, dude. I, I, ben I, Affleck looked like a moron in that movie, sir. Not as bad as Lois Lane. Like, she was Mr. Dirty. No, in a way, a lot worse, believe it or not. In a way, a lot he worse. He did throw the spear in the water, all right? So, in the story, he wasn't stupider than Lois Lane. He changed his mind about a man he, was, he wanted to murder because of the name Martha. So, go ahead. Go ahead, uh, California guys. Repeat Actually, Lois Lane was the best thing for the movie in the uncut version because, remember, she figured out everything. Batman <laughs> did well, Yeah, Batman is like, though, he's, he's the world's worst detective. Yeah, well, yeah that's true. Lois Lane was the detective in that movie. Batman worked out really hard. He tied tires to his waist. Oh, yeah. Push it to the limit. Speaking, limit. speaking, of, speaking of that, that scene, Jackal, are you working on your uh, on your cut with the... Uh, with with that with that scene in there with take it to oh, the I, I, the- <laughs> I, I've, I've got I've got actually a cut that I had I did start I'm going to actually do a four hour <laughs> cut and it's going to uh, be a mix between Men of Steel and BVS so it'll be uh, both of them together it's going to be three and a half and be four hours long one big ass movie and I'm telling you right now. Uh, I have ideas already. I've put down to paper so I can remember them later, and you guys are gonna love it's gonna them. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. It's gonna be better like than both those movies separately. Believe me. Please believe me. Is no. Henry Cavill last... still gonna be in it? Who? Is Henry Cavill still gonna be in it? Unfortunately, I have no choice on that matter. You know, it's... <laughs> I can't cut him out of the movie. You know, are you gonna cut part. out the dad dream scene with the hero cake? Because God, that was just the worst. Yeah. Look, there's a, there's a couple things I'm cutting out. That's being cut out. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg is getting cut out completely. But it's uh-huh. a cherry. You're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you'll see. You'll see how I'm doing that. And it's gonna be just perfect. When you see, it, you're gonna be like, ah, mwah, brilliant. You the best did thing, it. The best thing, though, I think the best way to have Jesse Eisenberg in any cut of the movie would be to use him like the way they used him in the Jimmy Kimmel skit. <laughs> Where he comes in and he. I never said I wasn't using that out. skit in my movie. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I never said I wasn't never, using that skit. Then you never see him again. He's <laughs> he's out of there. He's done. He yep. served his purpose. It's perfect. Oh, it's gonna be great. It really will be great. I'm gonna. I hopefully have that finished by the end of the year. So you guys could cool. laugh your ass off. Cool. That's that's a roundtable exclusive. Sorry, guys. You know, uh, and everybody's gonna want to get their hands on that copy, but that's uh, just for us here at the roundtable. Oh. We'll talk about it though next year. Uh, one thing I wanted to get to before we go to our top 10 list, and of course we're going to give you the top 10 box office results for the weekend as well in a few minutes, but um, Todd McFarlane promised a dark R-rated scary movie for the Spawn reboot, and I for one am excited about that because I love the character Spawn. I actually enjoyed the first movie. My boy John Leguizamo was the uh, the clown in that, and uh, I thought that was a good movie for its time. Yeah, it's not that great now, I, I will admit, you know. But he's been promising us the Spawn movie yeah, since, yeah, like, 1997. But apparently it's finally going to happen, guys. Yeah, finally going to happen. That's what he's been saying since 1997. <laughs> Look, I understand he is kind of like the Richard Hoagland of uh, the Spawn he's series. Like Frank he's, Miller. He's always saying yeah, no, stuff's going to always... happen and nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, Frank Miller's been promising us new Sin City since 97. A new uh, a 300 sequel. I mean, all kinds of shit that he's never done. It took him 10 years to do Holy Terror, and I don't see how that book could have took anybody 10 years to do. It's dropped. Well, they did a 300 sequel. It just it, it well, wasn't it was a that prequel good. And a, and it was yeah. kind of like a prequel and a concurrent. Yeah, it, it took place alongside. Along with 300, not necessarily. With some sequel elements, too. So it, that's kind of a weird one. Yeah, yeah like 300 one. It, it. But it but it was cool though. It works. 
with that, you know, with 300 that universe, as, a, yeah. as a companion piece. But we never got okay. a full-on sequel. Well, he was supposed to do a graphic novel for it. It was supposed to be all... He actually even, like, um, when they brought Dark Horse Presents back, the number one issue, he actually had, like, ten pages of comic that he showed that, that proved that he was actually working on this thing. But it's... I guess it's never coming out, I guess. It's just one of those Frank Miller promises that just goes to dust. <laughs> just like McFarland always promising stuff that's not going to happen. Well, he, he promised it in an uh, interview with AMC's uh, series Geeking out, uh, McFarlane uh, said of the next Fine version that he, he said, the, "Well, whatever." He says, "Is he's, he's, he said it's not going to be your parents' spawn. It's going to be dark. It's going to be R-rated. It's going to be okay. scary, badass, a badass sort of script." He already did all that said, with so. the cartoon, with the animated yeah, with the HBO series. HBO he did that was about as badass a spawn as you could get. And That's he got better than the comics. <laughs> and that was your parents' spawn, right there. So I don't know where going with. Oh, was that like, was better than the comics in in a lot of respects too. It was, it was. Um, they should do a Netflix show to spawn. Actually, I was thinking that they should just put that on Netflix. Do do like the Marvel show. Let's say it be ten parts and and put some little effects in, and that's it. You know, I've I've heard from him for so many years that we're going to make a spawn movie every year since the late nineties, and we never get it. We and then spawn. The more years he wait, we'll be old elderly men by the time they start getting dead into pre-production, by the way. And so, you know, I was 17 when Spawn came out, and I remember 98, I was 18, he didn't go have a sequel, and it just never happened. Never yeah, happened. Yeah, well, the, the first one bombed pretty bad, so, I mean, that's why you never got a sequel to it. It, so, it would have made more money. Believe me, a sequel would have happened. I, I think, so. like, with that with that animated series that he did, I think that animated series was like, was like everything you would have ever wanted from Spawn. It's just yeah. it's just a shame that he couldn't do it in live action. But yep, maybe yep. maybe he'll get a chance to now. Who well, knows? I mean, Spawn's so wacky, you know, there's giant cyborg gorillas and all kinds of weird shit going on in it. That like at some points I don't see it ever making sense in live action. You know, it's the type I, of thing that I, you'd I, have I to I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree. Not to cut off Johnny, but that's like making a savage dragon Movie. You can't make a Savage Dragon. I'm sorry, you can't make a Savage Dragon movie. Some comic book films are so unfemable that, you know, I mean, good luck, I guess, on that one. So hopefully they make it. You know, we're all going to see it if they do make it, though. So. All right, now we got the uh, top ten list uh, segment, guys. We have our top ten list uh, ready, guys. Are you guys ready for it or for this? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, Johnny, go first with your top ten this week. Of course, we're giving you our top ten ways to fix this DCEU. Since uh, we're all kind of like nitpicking that stuff, I mean, go ahead, Johnny. At number ten, I have I would quit going out of my way to make my movies so dark and lifeless. At number nine, I would force all my screenwriters, directors, and cinematographers to watch more actual, real, dramatic movies and learn that you can make a serious and dramatic film and still make it entertaining at the same time, which DC Warner Brothers just does not seem to get. At number eight, I would not have shoved the death of Superman in the second film. I mean, like, that's something that you should have Stupid. probably noted a little bit. Yep, yep. And number seven, I would realize that I'm making movies about bright and colorful heroes with some many having colors in their names, so I'd quit muting all the color out of all my movies. And number six, I would tie my TV shows in with my movies, even if it's just in a multiversity type of way. At number five, I would have, I would hire better casting directors... Yep. 
At number four, I would find a platform like Netflix to bring some of my more extreme characters like Lobo to life without having to make CW cornball shows or dark movies, soulless movies all the time. And number three, I would go out of my way to make better better casting choices to make sure I was getting all the best actors I could to be in my films because the DC Warner Bros. is completely not doing that at the time. And number two, I would fire Zack Snyder and hire a director that can do more than just make pretty visuals and think in more than in just one dimension and have one-dimensional characters all the time. And yep, then number yep. one, I would get rid of Henry Cavill and recast Superman with somebody that can actually act and portray emotion on his face. Great list. Got to admit, that's a good list. Zod Ryder, you're next. Go for it. Okay. Well, my list is only one is only one thing because I am in full support of the DC Cinematic Universe, except for yeah, Aquaman, Harley Quinn, Suicide. No, 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 no. I don't. They're not my problem. I my only issue, my main issue right now is going forward with the DC Cinematic Universe. Please recast Amanda Waller. That's all I'm saying. She was the only thing good, other than. Uh, you know, oh, Harley I, Quinn. I, I, I hated Captain Amanda Frank Waller. Was great. I know. I know. She was recast Amanda Waller. She was okay. I liked her. She was but good. other than but that, that's it, really. Stay the course, DC. You guys are you guys are on the right path. Even though you hated the uh, Suicide Squad, really. And Suicide that's Squad, it? you don't like Aquaman. You don't think the Harley Quinn. No, I like be? Aquaman. I think I, I think that's cool. You like I, Fish I, Jesus? You were laughing. Oh yeah, at him I think he's cool. I, I'm, yeah, I'm he, happy. He, you like fish sticks? Yeah, you like definitely. Right there, right there, Kanye. <laughs> there you go, Kanye. Uh, then I'm going to give you my top ten list, and I have a, a full list, top ten. Here we go. Number ten, never mention the name Robin again on film, ever. <laughs> ever. In fact, completely remove the character of Robin from the entire universe. Like, never <laughs> shall that name come up at all, because that would piss off one tard a whole lot. Oh, wow. so. Never mention that, that character ever again. Number nine, a new Joker in Harley Quinn standalone movie, please. Uh, this is what I was talking about earlier on the show. I want to, I want to see a Joker Harley Quinn, uh, standalone film that ties into and leads into the Batman solo movie. Uh, and I want it to be scary and maybe even a horror movie because to, the two of them together, they could do some horrific stuff. What's so I want to, no, with the whole new cast. Oh, you wouldn't Sorry. even like Margot Robbie. But see, that's never going to happen. You got to be realistic. You never know. Hey, this is my top. This is my top ten list, there, guy. This is my list. <laughs> you had a chance. Do... You had a chance to give up your list, and you said no. I only got one thing. I'm okay. So I that's my recast list. Superman. So recasting Harley Quinn and Joker aren't out of the room. Right. Uh, exactly. So. Yeah, Number eight. Make Superman fight someone other than Lex or Doomsday, and that, I don't even Dude. think that was Doomsday. To be oh, honest, that, that was. Well, that was a Ninja Turtle like reject. So that was supposedly. We never know. Uh, number seven: Cancel Supergirl on TV and reboot the new show with a new show. I should say reboot with a new show that's actually good. Because I'm sorry, that show sucks. This is a terrible Agents fucking show. Agents of Shield bad, dude. Honestly, this it's worse. I actually enjoy Agents of Shield a lot better. Number six: Make the TV Flash the main Barry Allen, even in films, because that guy is awesome. Even better than Ezra from Star Wars Rebels? Shut your mouth. That's not the same Ezra. Number five, <laughs> reboot Batman with a whole new cast and make that film fit in both the TV and cinematic universe. Scott Adkins. Scott Adkins as Batman. Goddamn right. On TV? Number f- on everywhere. He is Batman. <laughs> Number four, reboot Superman with a whole new cast or bring back Smallville. <laughs> Bring back Smallville. I, I like that cast. That was a good cast. Number uh, three, reboot 
<laughs> shut up. Shut up. You're, you're messing me up here. Number three, reboot under uh, Jeff Johns, uh, under his guidance, and uh, make it more of a throwback to the golden era. Or at least uh-huh. New 52. That was better well, than the Dolphins. I, I know, man. I want, like, tights, uh, you know, with uh, with uh, underwear on the outside. That's what I want. You're talking I want everything like old school. Pre-crisis. Yes, exactly. That's what I want to see. <laughs> and start with a horror movie with Harley Quinn and the Joker. That Number two, no hi- <laughs> Yeah, well, you that's what I... want to go back to Silver Age but have a horror movie. Yeah, that's what I want to say. I want to... Hey, I'm convoluted like that. Number two, hire writers from within the DC Comics universe to actually write the scripts, not just bring in Chris Terrio, who's never written a comic book movie in his life. That's stupid. Well, he or has David now. Boyer. And he sucked at it. Or David, no more David Goyer either, please. Somebody who's actually written comics well, for DC. He actually wrote Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Fuck that guy. Hassle. Anyway. Great movie. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> Number one on my list, Fire Snyder and hire directors uh, based on their personal love and understanding of the source material. Not a guy who says, you know what I would do with Batman? I would have him raped in prison. That's what I would do. Batman needs broken spokes, according to Snyder, and he must go for that. Right. No more Snyder. Don't Snyder. Done with that crap. Yeah, you're going to get at least one more movie with Snyder. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I'm not watching it, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm going to go see it because, just like the last time, DC said that, oh, this is going to be the good one, and I I keep falling for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go see it. Yeah, we know. Day one. Yep. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. I know California guy, you don't have a list, I'm sure. I do have a list. I got a big list. I'm, I, I oh. have a list there, so I'm just waiting patiently. Oh, go ahead, okay. go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I got my top ten. You said to make DC better, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Okay, we'll start with number ten. Better marketing. Do not do no more Green Lantern-type marketing for future DC movies. You can start marketing it earlier. Number nine, change the cartoons. The cartoons have sucked ass. Number eight, fire Cavill. Um, get rid of Cavill. He's the worst Superman in the history Thank of you. film. He Thank is you. the Superman. Actually, the Superman from back in the 1940s is better than Cavill because Cavill is absolutely the worst. Number um, eight, they should, like you said, put Barry Allen's flash from the TV show into the film verse. Uh, they should do that. They should uh, have a combined universe instead of this separate universe type stuff where, you know, you got all these different Earths. It's confusing. Number seven, uh, fire uh, Ben Affleck as Batman and get another Batman. Number Agreed. six, would you do the solo Batman for, uh, this is another Batman one. Number six, do a Batman film Showing all the villains, not just the Joker, Penguin, and Two Face. We'd be beyond that. You Number like five. You like hush? Yes, go ahead. You mean like, like, hush, like, yeah. like, you like a hush story? Like, like they're all up in there. Clay Face, the hush, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Face, hush, yeah. Just, you know, doing the. See, well, I don't want to get. I don't want to go through this. Yeah, but like hush or Red Hood or something like that. That's what I want to see. But uh, um, number, number six. Then they should uh, fire uh, Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is not the person to control the film division. He's a comic book person. They should get somebody like Kevin Feige that no film. Number five, fire Eisenberg. That's like the uh, uh, Superman. Get rid of Eisenberg. He's the worst Lex yep. Luthor Ever. since Loud Tabet Loud Tabet from 1945's Black and White Superman. Get rid of of uh, him. Number four. Uh, do not make a solo Harley Quinn movie that is absolutely retarded. Uh, number three, 
do not make an Aquaman movie with that man named Jason Moore. He is the worst uh, uh, Aquaman ever, ever. He is the worst actor. Please get rid of him. Please. Number three, make uh, a separate universe where you have darker characters like Robo, uh, Justice League Dark. Not a separate universe, but like on a Netflix type thing where you have a universe where it's a little bit darker for DC characters, but they're still in the same continuity. Number two, uh, get rid of the Green Lantern movie that's coming up. Get rid of the Shazam movie and get rid of the Aquaman movie and Wonder Woman movie. Get rid of all those movies. Uh, number two, um, what's the next one? Number two, let's cancel out. It's something I want to say because there's so many things. Oh, number two, cancel out the solo Batman movie and make it a lower budget movie so that you can put different characters in there. Again, it goes back to number nine. Number one, the big one of all, and do not make uh, a, a Flash movie without, again, including Grant Gustin. So that's all I'm going to say on that. That's, more, go. but, you know, that's another show. I, I got a lot, a lot more complaints for them, but it goes beyond 10. I'm just glad that we agree on uh, the, the, a few points here, like Henry Cavill needs to go. Um, they need to reboot with directors, uh, include Flash from the TV show into the cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah, if, huh? if Man Good of Steel stuff. 2 is made and they, and they somehow are able to get your golden boy J.J. Abrams to direct it, you'll change your tune because he'll, he'll bring out a different side of Henry Cavill and then you guys won't be sitting here criticizing Cavill as well. That's not true. Rod, Rod, that's not true. Rod, that's not true. Cavill Superman is the worst Superman. Actually, Superman is coming on. Supergirl is better than him. Trust me. I don't know. He's he's a lot thinner and and smaller, though. He's a lot skinnier and smaller. I've hated J.J. movies in the past. What makes you think just because he touches something? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Jackal. (laughs) Yeah, he's talking about me. Jackal is saying that, you know, about Henry, all this stuff about Henry Cavill, and you all seem to agree about that, but I'm saying if J.J. Abrams does Man of Steel 2, You'll see some adjustments. I'm telling you, it's yeah. He'll probably he reboot it. can't save it. Yeah, he'll probably reboot it with Chris Pine, and it'll be it'll be a lot more. <laughs> no. <laughs> Chris Pine already has a role in DC. Okay, he's, then he'll get Zachary clever. Quinto's gay ass, and he'll play a better Superman than Henry Cavill ever could. They're not going to recast Henry Cavill. I don't understand. Oh, why it's you all they are. Listen, listen, this is what's going to happen before the show goes. Oh, I, I say this off air. I say it off air. I get my theory to Cavill at later. No, All I'm going to say, what they're going to do with Cavill is, they're going to do Cavill like the Hulk. They're not going to give him a man of steel, too, because he can't sustain the movie. What they're going to do is just team Cavill up for a couple of films, kind of like they're doing with what's-his-name that's playing the Hulk, and then Ruffalo. they're going to reboot the whole, yeah, Ruffalo. They're going to do Cavill just like Ruffalo, and then they're going to reboot that whole universe. They hate Cavill. You can see that with Supergirl. They never, think about this, you guys, they never, with Batman and Superman having films put they're big characters on TV. Don't you guys find it ironic that why they're making a Justice League movie, that they would make a Superman on the CW, plus they'll have Superman on film? That means Cavill sucks. That means he's the worst yep. Superman. They've never done that in history. So 
So I agree. to all the that's people that have been that's not true. It is Tom, true. Well, Tom Welling was playing Superman and Clark Kent on TV for all that time, and they had Superman return. They had a whole other Superman movie. Well, no, you know, in, in, in all fairness, he was playing Clark Kent, not Superman. No, that that doesn't and he matter. He was doing it because first. Yes, it and he was doing movie. it first, and then because Brian Singer had a hard on for the Donnerverse, he did what he wanted to do, which was create a sequel to that universe. But anyway, guys, we got to move on real quick. We're almost out of showtime, and we have the top ten box office results for the week. Uh, before Rich Giordano gets on the air here, I want to go through that. Uh, number 10 this week, Pete's Dragon made $2 million. Haven't seen that, but I heard it's, it's a good, good movie. Yeah, I heard. Number 9, Kubo and the Two Strings made $2.5 million. Number Another 8, movie. I haven't seen it either. The Wildlife with $2.6 million. I haven't seen that either. Zod Rider's favorite movie of all time, Suicide Squad at number 7 with $4.7 million. Still on top, baby. It's, the, it's still on the top ten, so it's doing pretty well. It's had legs, at least. Uh, number six, when the uh, when the bow breaks. I never heard of Basura. that. Yeah, five point five million for that. Number uh, five, Don't Breathe came up with five point six million. What's, what's the fascination with that film, man? Uh, I don't, I don't idea. get it. If you, you know. want to watch a shitty version of People Under the Stairs, that's the movie for you. That's it oh, right there. Okay. Number four, Snowden made eight million dollars this week. Number three, and these next three movies are uh, out this week for the first time. Snowden. Number three, Bridget jo- Bridget Jones's Baby, which we needed that what? movie, right? Yeah, man. We needed. That's <laughs> what we needed. Another Bridget Jones movie, right? That's right up there with Man of Steel too. With right. More basura. More basura. Eight point two million for that crap. Number two, more basura. Blair Witch. Part three and a half. I don't know what this they is. They actually are doing that. That's actually real. I thought that's were that's the number two movie of the week with <laughs> nine point six million. It's bombing because it only made nine million, but it's already it made its budget back. I thought it was a joke. When it I cost five million dollars to make Zod. So it was kind po- of a joke. I seen a poster and I thought it's, it, was it is a, a joke. Fan, but anyway, a fan manipulation. Number one this week with Tom Hanks, Sully. Okay, made well, twenty two million dollars. That that's a respectable movie. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. But. That is respectable. It's all right there. Sully with Tom Hanks, number one movie this week. So, guys, that's it for the roundtable. We have uh, the Rich Giordano show coming up next, and uh, he's getting ready. To, he's getting ready for you guys. So, please stick around right here on PSN Radio. But that is yeah, your top ten Rich. list for the weekend. So, uh, hopefully, uh, Rich has a great show, and we'll catch you guys on next week right here on PSN Radio for more interesting geek talk. Before Rich goes off the you know the wagon with. The conspiracy stuff, the UFO stuff, completely off the reservation. Hey, I suffer from the Mandela effect, so I might, I might be good on that show. So. Yeah, you'd love Rich's show. He's awesome. Guys, uh, stick around. PSN Radio, more stuff coming up. This has been the Roundtable. We'll catch you next week. Stay classy. <laughs>